1: So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting Bluehost.com. That's Bluehost.com. This is the classic in the oh. podcast. Jesus.
0: Today's date is November 2nd, 2017. This is episode number 93. I'm Robert Ring, and I apologize for the echo, but it's going to be there in this episode. With me is Jason. I Jim think I might have to go
1: change my pants right now. That was. Uh...
0: <laughs> that got me good. Uh, yeah, so. I, I think I've mentioned this maybe on the past episode, but we're in the middle of. ...doing some stuff in our house, and right now... ...there's a really bad Echo where I am. There's basically nothing I can do about it. So apologies in advance. But we can make it through this together, maybe. Are you going to be able to do it? Yeah, honey. You, you're going to be able to stand withstand the uh, the Echo? I'll take that as a no.
1: I mean... Did you do it's any- not bad, but it's bad. Did you
0: do anything for Halloween?
1: Um, yeah, I spent some time with Family Car Pumpkins, uh, nothing too crazy. I did, like, classic-style
0: Halloween stuff, then.
1: Yeah, I usually help pass out candy, but this year I really really didn't feel like it.
0: We, uh, we just, we went trick-or-treating with our nine-year-old, and that was, that was, that was about it. We didn't do much handing out because we just weren't here.
1: What'd you dress up as? What did you dress up as?
0: Uh, I was a, uh, um... I was trying to think of something, like, extremely awesome to say about myself, but I couldn't think of anything. You'll say. She was a dinosaur.
1: That's cute. hmm
0: In one house we went to, <laughs> we, like, we got sort of kind of late, so we were going around kind of late. In one house we went to, it was like, they were like, all right, they, like, we were the last people that they were going to, um, like, stay up for, so they just dumped all the rest of their candy into I love them. That. that. I love when that happens. Sorry. Yeah. It was pretty killer. Did you do anything, did you do any Halloween type stuff around Halloween, or, did, or mm. like, did you watch any Halloween type movies and stuff?
1: Oh, I watched Hocus Pocus, that's a great movie.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, <sighs> Hocus Pocus is great, go you fuck yourself, are you serious?
0: Which one is that, actually? I can never remember.
1: It's one with Bette and... Oh, Terges okay,
0: that's what, what I thought. Why? Why would you do that?
1: It's a great movie! What? Get no, out of here! not. Listen, it is a classic, alright? It's like watching Christmas Story during Christmas time. It's worked.
0: Is that what? Do you watch that one? Like, is that your thing for Halloween? You watch
1: that is everybody's thing for no. no well, anybody who has cable TV, yeah, dude. Like, you know what's crazy? So that movie came out, I think, in the '80s, and it's based in like the '50s, and it didn't become popular until like 2008 or 2009 when TBS did like a showing of it, and then all of a sudden people were hooked, and they would do week long marathons where that movie was literally on for almost an entire week around Christmas, and people would watch it. What's wrong with you? Crazy. People? Good movie! Such a hater, Robert. in tried... a bad mood when it's such a great day. Oh, I just.
0: I watched Alien. It's a good movie. And The Shining.
1: Oh, I watched The Shining too, actually. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, Jack Nicholson's freaking crazy. Oh, man. Uh,
0: that, that's, that's exactly what I was. I mean, I, I, I'd obviously seen it before, but I was watching it again. It's and I was like, so man, good, he's man. so good at <laughs> this. That's funny. I was thinking the exact same thing. I, uh, yeah. I tried playing Five Nights at Freddy's 2. Yeah. And I heard they got
1: crazy. You didn't stream it? I would love to watch that.
0: Man, I played like the first, I beat the first night without, like almost without trying. And then the second night, I got, I lost one time. And I was like, oh shit, okay, I just can't handle this. Like, I just was not in the mindset for it. Like, that's funny. I was just like, shit, I can't take this tonight. And I hadn't gone back to it yet. It's a little bit different. It's, I mean, it's basically the same, you know, as the first one. But, yeah. in the, you know, in the first one, you're shutting the doors and all that. Yeah, and you can only keep them shut for so long. And the second one, it's a little bit different. They uh, instead of having doors that you shut, you've got a light. There's like two little vents on this on each side of you, and there's also a hallway right in front of you. And you can turn on a light to see in the hallway, or you can look to the side of the vents, or you can put on a mask that makes you look like one of the animatronic creatures. Oh. And that's like so if they get too close. And you put that on, then they just think you're one of them, and they'll uh, go away. But the, but you can't just keep it on because there's one of them that if you don't shine the light on him when he's standing in the hallway, then he'll uh, then he'll get you. So like you have, and you can't shine the light while you have the mask on. So you have to put the mask on if you think there's a guy right there, or if you or if you shine the light and you know that there's a guy right there, uh, or um, especially if there's this other one. Uh, then you have to shine the light and just like make sure you keep shining it on him. or else if you don't, then he'll come and get you. That was the one that got me. Like I had the mask on for a little bit, and then I took it okay. off, and like the second I took it off, you know, he was, you know, he was like jumping all up in my face, and so, so anyway, I did that one time. I was like, nope. Not and this he didn't fight
1: me. What a jerk.
0: I didn't think. Well, you know, you actually, you know, why? Because I was playing it on the computer that's not hooked up to the internet. Still, I still won't have. I'm still only on Wi-Fi and Windows All right, I'll let you get away with this. <laughs> so, uh, I tried doing that. That didn't really work out. And besides that, I just watched a couple movies. I got to give a shout out to uh, Jeffrey, who sent me a copy of Star Fox. Oh, nice. He sent me a boxed like a box copy manual and all. It, it was freaking awesome. Dude, what? I know. He asked me on Twitter like oh like a couple weeks or like about a week or two ago hey did you play the version when you played Star Fox on the last episode did you play it on the snes classic or did you buy a copy of it i said oh i played it on super Nintendo. i played on the snes classic but i but i'll probably end up buying a box copy of it just because i really like the game and then (laughs) like a week later i got this package in the middle it's like what's this and that was all Jeffrey's name on it, and then it was like the perfect shape of a Super Nintendo box. That's so like, oh, funny. <laughs> so, uh, That's awesome. Yeah, so thank you, Jeff. That was super yeah, awesome.
1: thank you. That's awesome.
0: I guess it's time to jump into news. We got quite a few things to talk about. Some of them not really classic related, but, uh, I thought we'd talk about them anyway, but most of them are. I guess the the big things, uh, the biggest things right now are BlizzCon related stuff. <sighs> Um, So, BlizzCon started today. There's already been, like, a bunch of announcements about things. There's a new Overwatch character, a new Overwatch map, uh, some new Heroes of the Storm characters, and two – well, actually – okay, and I guess this one also isn't really classic. uh, StarCraft Two Wings of Liberty is now free to play.
1: Oh, I didn't see this. I actually didn't see anything about StarCraft. Dang.
0: Yeah, it's free to – the campaign campaign and ladder are –
1: I think that's one of the best campaigns, honestly.
0: Yeah, it was a it was a good campaign, but Hard. the uh, the really big thing is particularly for classic related stuff. You want you want to take this? You want to take it away with this one? Sure.
1: So obviously, everybody knew um, it's been two years since Blizzard announced their ex- uh, most recent expansion, so it's time for them to talk about their new expansion. But before they went into the new expansion too much, they announced exactly what me and I don't know, five other people in the world they've been waiting for for the last 10 five. years. Yeah, right. Um, which is legacy servers or classic servers for World of Warcraft. And they they did it very tactif- tactically. Like it was it was really interesting how they did it. And he, I don't know if you saw the video, but no. Jay Allen Brack's on stage and he's talking about ice cream and how Who, much he likes ice cream. Who's and this? He's one of the lead developers. Okay. Um, I believe he's a developer. But anyways, he's one of the guys that's been there for a long time. And he's kind of talking about ice cream and how much he likes ice cream. And da-da-da-da. And then he goes, but I know a lot of people really like vanilla. <laughs> like, the, crowd just, the crowd just lit up. And, like, everybody – like everybody, it was so crazy because I was watching chat as they announced it. And chat's just spamming, spamming legacy servers, legacy servers. I'm like, how do people already know? Like, people knew before even even hinted at it at all. Um, but they showed a really kind of clever video um, to promote it, which was they showed the most recent expansion, like, uh, as it pertains to the lore. And then they had it rewind all the way back to the very beginning of WoW, like the very, very beginning, the first uh, cutscene they ever launched for the game. And it was just really cool. And so what they said is they're going to release vanilla servers. Um, they didn't give a timeline. They didn't give too many details on the actual project. But they said that they are working on it and to be patient with them, that it's a very large project. Um, obviously, I was ecstatic. I was completely just blown away. I, I had no idea that they were going to say anything about it. Um, you know, I hoped and I kind of assumed at some point they'd mention it, but I didn't think to to this magnitude. And so obviously there's a lot of hype around it. There's a lot of negativity because, you know, the community of of WoW is, is basically split. And it's people who play the retail game who think if this happens, the game's gonna die. And then you have the community who wants retail or once classic WoW who doesn't play current WoW. So it really it's kinda interesting. It, they absolutely hate each other. Well, generally speaking. Um hmm but there are some concerns i've already seen which a lot of people are talking about is obviously blizzard wants to do this project to make money right but how do you monetize something that you really can't upgrade too much on like if they if they try to touch it up too much it's going to be exactly what what the classic community doesn't want it's it's just it, it'll end up turning into the current wow model with older content and that's what that's my concern personally too cuz i was kind of thinking about it i'm very excited i'm trying to be very positive about it, but I really want to see the details on it to see what Blizzard's actually going to do with it. Wouldn't because obviously it just, they want to monetize it.
0: Sorry, say it, it Wouldn't it just be a subscription? Like, like an um, I
1: don't think that's enough anymore. And I don't think the population will be enough like consistent. I think, I'll be honest with you, I, I imagine there'll probably be tens of thousands of people playing. I don't think it'll be like hundreds or millions, uh, hundreds of thousands or millions of people playing. Okay. I think it'll be very big for the first little while and then it'll slowly peter off and we'll get to a point where it'll, it'll sustain itself. It'll be enough. But I don't think the uh, monetary subscription that they would have the $15 a month would be enough to
0: Wait, keep them 15, interested in the project. 15, right? Is that what you said?
1: 15, yeah. 15. Okay, okay. Um, I don't think it'd be enough to keep them enticed to continue to do this for, for future expenses. I think they have to do some sort of microtransaction to really... I just think that's gonna be their business model. And that concerns me a little bit because some of the things that Blizzard has monetized in the newer uh, in the newer WoWs is some of the things that the classic community doesn't want. Um in particular like pets amounts. Like a lot of people are like, Oh, well they'll just sell pets amounts, just really aesthetic based things, right? They can just basically put those on the market and people can buy them. But one of the things that is really great about vanilla wow is a lot of stuff requires a lot of work even pets even mounts there's a lot of mounts that'll take you know tens of hours mm-hmm. um in order to obtain or more hmm. so a couple concerns but couldn't be happier i mean even if they completely fuck it up they still try right and that's exactly. that's more than i expected so um the one that's thing really i'm cool. concerned about is the private community is going to die very probably as soon as they give any kind of inclination of a date it's just going to kill the private community so oh, a little sure, bit of concern yeah, of course but yeah, exactly. You, know, it's like you could play Blizzard for a perfect server, or you could, you know, play on somebody's half baked server. Right. Very excited though,
0: nonetheless. It sounds really like I may finally check it out. <laughs> I, don't I mean know. just to, just at least for, you know, a month or so, just to kind of see, since I've never I've never played any of it.
1: Oh man, that's gonna be really- um yeah i mean, I, i'll i give you as soon as they announce the details i can tell you if you like it or not like if they keep it the way it was like the way it is on a lot of servers like in all honesty if they just copy pasted like the server data from one of the servers that they've shut down you would not enjoy it it would be too much of a time commitment it'd be too much work it Would be too not too difficult but just very very grindy
0: gotcha yeah. so is that so Great. the original i didn't realize the original one was so grindy oh yeah
1: there are like level gaps between like 56 to 60 which is the the final uh, levels there aren't that many quests you will actually run out of quests at like 56 and a half the game just they they didn't finish all the zones when they released the game so there were a couple end game zones that were completed so you have these quests that are just like all over the place and you don't know where to go and then you'll end up just completely running out of quests and you have to grind your last two levels Um, so stuff like that is is fun and a lot of people have a lot of fond memories of it so curious to see if they'll keep that
0: so is that, was it viewed that way at the time or was it kind of more like back then everybody had just had more time for it and nobody, so nobody really cared? Um,
1: it's, it's a little bit, of, it's a mixture of both. I mean, I, okay. I think some people, it, it was the time. I mean, it was the time of Dark Age Camelot, EverQuest or EverQuest 2. You know, you had these very grindy games. Final Fantasy XI, like one of the most grindy, punishing games, obviously came out a little bit later, but it, it was still the same kind of area of time where there was just a lot, a lot of grind going on and people didn't mind it
0: People, what? So back. So where, where, what were you we saying? Sorry. Oh, every, I, don't so know. I I don't yeah, know where you were. Let me just. So. Uh, you want to to s- words? Sorry about that quick edit, everybody. Uh, I ended up having to move to a different spot in the house where I'm, where i have a, where I'm closer to my modem, and there's no. Uh, I don't think there's going to be as much echo here. So. I'm in my bedroom. I go, I go. Jay is hopefully in his bedroom, so we're sort of like camming, cam showing, like without the video part. No, nah, I'm in my living noises. room. Noises. Oh, too bad. Too
1: anyway, bad. so
0: what, what were we saying? Um, I don't know. World of Warcraft. I don't know where you lost me. Um, World of Warcraft is a video game. Oh my god! I, I and it was popular. I hate you, Robert. could <laughs> So we, so I guess we pretty much covered all of that. So that's that. Anyway, that's awesome. Oh, we were saying that it used to be grindy and all that. Oh yeah. I I, I may give it a shot. Finally, we'll see what happens. But they, but there's no date yet. It sounds like it's gonna be a while before it comes out.
1: I think so too. I think I think it was kind of like a hey, shut up. We're working on it. <laughs> like, <laughs> we heard you. We heard you.
0: All right. So next thing is UFC card
1: tomorrow night. Oh, sorry.
0: <laughs> that's going to be sick
1: try to derail it further
0: thank you Um, and then after that is oh okay Amazon has an exclusive Super Nintendo themed new 3DS XL well, that's uh, legit
1: I didn't hear about this
0: oh you haven't seen it I'm going to see if I can find it Um, I went ahead and pre-ordered one if so I was like, because I was planning on getting one maybe sometime in the next year, like in the next few months anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, And so uh, when this came out, like I didn't want to miss it because it was so cool looking. So I was just like, fuck it, I'll go ahead. I probably like will have my wife give it to me for, you know, my birthday or something. Um, <laughs> That's funny. Um, but uh, I can't find a really good picture of it uh here you go oh
1: don't, don't mess with your internet you're gonna end up disconnecting
0: <laughs> good look at it here anyway it's a it's a three d s new three d s Oh, that's cool go look at it pull nice up stop yelling pull up the article and scroll down you can see the box just a little bit better and like the buttons look like the look like the controller buttons like they're the same color If you look at the little slides I always love that, that purple gray yeah so uh that's, it's it's pretty awesome. So when I went ahead and got this. Uh I'm looking forward to to playing to finally playing this. I played my daughters a little bit, but um but I don't have one. And then I've got something else somewhere.
1: Mm-hmm. <sighs> ah, okay.
0: Awesome games done quick. The next one I believe is in January.
1: Really? Th- That's so far away, man. I know.
0: It is not going to have Super Metroid this time. Interesting. Yeah, just a minor little thing, no, nothing huge. But uh, I don't know if they said why, but somebody just kind of noticed that it's not on the list, and like that's usually kind of like the big one that kind of wraps everything up, isn't it? Actually, I don't know. Uh, I haven't heard that
1: before.
0: I always thought it was because they're always doing like the using that one to vote on.
1: I, I, honestly, I used to. I usually will watch them. I'll watch like a decent amount when it's live, and then I'll watch all the bots after the fact. Gotcha. So I haven't really
0: paid attention. to it. So anyway, for whatever reason, they're not going to have Super Metroid this time. It's usually one of the more popular ones to watch, so it's just kind of interesting that they're not doing it this time. Yeah, and, that's interesting. And then two, just two things that, uh, I, I'm sorry, three actually, that are not classic related, but I still thought they were pretty interesting, so I just wanted to bring them up real fast. One is that the Kinect is, is officially dead now. Microsoft is not going to be uh, developing or manufacturing it anymore, Interesting. Uh, or so, like they've got all the ones that they that are currently made. They're going to try to sell all of those, and then and then they're, they're not selling the Connect anymore. I
1: haven't heard the name the Connect in a while. <laughs> it's because it nobody uses it. Yeah, it's because it definitely been a minute.
0: Like no one uses it, and they forced it on everybody, and then told everybody that they, you got to use this. Just trust us; it's going to be so awesome. Now they're
1: just not even servicing anymore
0: yeah everybody was ah. kind of like no we don't really it, you know I had you know the connect does some cool stuff but it's but none of it is really good for video games <laughs> it's, it's not what people want to you know use to play video games um
1: that's interesting
0: i guess it's convenient to say like xbox off or whatever just to turn it off but yeah okay but i mean whoever found it so inconvenient just to push a couple buttons you know
1: you know what's great is just pressing and holding the xbox logo on your controller and turning it off that way too right
0: (laughs) yeah that's pretty nice also you don't have to sound funny this is um i saw some video today I, i i i know this is old because i remember hearing about it a while back but i never actually watched the video where this guy uh i think it was on call of duty I, I, i'm not sure what it was i was just watching it today I th- it looked like call of duty he named himself his his uh microsoft or his xbox id or whatever was xbox sign out <laughs> so oh, he'd be playing uh, call of duty and trolling people and he would stand in people's way to block them so they couldn't just like so they couldn't move and they go Xbox sign out. <laughs> and then, like, it brings up, it doesn't automatically log you out, but it brings up a screen and it says, like, sign out. And it's got the sign out box selected, and all you have to do is press oh, A and it signs you out. So, <laughs> so you would hear people go, Xbox sign out. Oh, shit. They're like, Xbox sign out. No, 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 no. <laughs> the whole that's time. That's actually really funny. What I are you doing? Fun. What the hell are you doing, Xbox sign out? Oh, shit.
1: That's really funny, actually. People get yeah. really clever when they're trolling.
0: Yeah, it was it was a really good troll. So anyway, that was kind of I mean I think no like once again nobody it seems really cared for the connect. It's it's probably better that it's gone now. Maybe they could do something interesting, non video game related with it because <laughs> it was a cool piece of technology. But it just didn't. I think they it.
1: may have missed the mark on it. Honestly, I think it might be a little bit too late to do anything with it.
0: Well, I don't. know. I mean, I think it. I don't know. I just don't know. It seems like yeah. it has some cool potential applications outside of video games. And yeah, I'm then, always curious
1: what people are doing with stuff like that. Like, you, you know the guys who are, are coding the bots for uh, StarCraft? Yeah. And, like, they're doing that to build AI and, like, you know, basically advance the technology. And it's just so crazy that that's what they're doing with video games. <laughs> I, I know what you mean.
0: Right. So, um, the other two things, real quick, are... Nintendo has said that by the end of its first year in sales, uh, the Switch, they believe, is going to overtake the lifetime sales of the Wii U. That'll be March, when they're, when the fiscal year ends. They think by March, they will have sold more Switches than they ever sold Wii U's.
1: What's funny is I haven't bought a console, I can't even tell you how long. it's It's been that long, and... I'm actually thinking about getting one when I move to my new house. Really? It's just that, I mean, Odyssey and Zelda and just yep, like, there's, yep. that's just the
0: beginning. Yeah, no shit. It's I mean, it's a really good console. They just kind of, they sort of nailed it.
1: Yeah, they really did. I, I'm actually like so impressed too because they, they didn't like take the current technology or try to, to compete by improving on... You know the the current setup of consoles. They did something different. They did something yeah. Nintendo, and by golly, they did it.
0: <laughs> yeah, the um, you know, it's a combination of that and the marketing for the Wii U just being so terrible.
1: Yeah, that's what I've heard. And to be honest with you, I forget from time to time that the Wii U even exists. <laughs> I'm I'm serious. Like there, are, I just really didn't pay attention to it that much. I I think you're right with the marketing.
0: And, you know, some people will rightly point out that it's not just marketing. The console itself has plenty of problems as well. Sure. But, overall, I think the Wii U is a really good console. It's certainly not perfect. It's got its issues. But I have one, and I love it. It's cool. Uh, I'm glad you like it. But, of course, I bought mine years after it came out. Um, it wasn't, I would say, it, well... Just so when when the Wii U came out, I remember hearing about it, and even I thought for a while that it was just some sort of add on to the Wii, or oh, like, geez, that's or so like sad. a, or like a special edition Wii, you know, like a, like the new how they have the Xbox, whatever the new version of the Xbox is, you yeah. know, where it's just like an improved version. I thought that was basically what the Wii U was, even for a while. And I, you I know, I'm somebody I don't think who keeps up with this far. Stuff.
1: I was gonna say, like, I, I, I mean. They kind of encourage that thought process with the name of it. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: Yeah, no, you're dead on. I think think you're making a really good point. It's sad. I mean, I I appreciate Nintendo a lot, but that is really true.
0: Yeah, they just really kind of, I mean, that was really just a failure as far as, again, the console, I love it, but it does have its problems. That combined. And we both love
1: Nintendo. Yeah, everybody (laughs) loves Nintendo.
0: (laughs) So uh yeah so that's anyway that's that's pretty cool though that the switch is going to beat its lifetime sales in 1 year.
1: Yeah that's super awesome. I I hope that they continue to, to create titles that intrigue people and, and get people like myself who haven't bought a console in years to finally do it. Like I I've been holding off because the last couple consoles though they've been great have not dragged me in. Like there hasn't been specific titles that just make me want to buy the buy the system.
0: Right right. Yeah that's how I have been on uh PS4 and all the xboxes after the original one it's just i don't really have a reason you know it's got some good games but i don't have any really strong reason to buy it
1: and also the the whole console exclusivity bullshit is is getting really old nintendo's just like fine we have our own titles (laughs) (laughs) here's our our biggest ips enjoy
0: i mean it's like the purest form of console exclusivity it's just like yeah we made this for our own console (laughs) enjoy and finally, uh, along those same lines, Nintendo also said that Super Mario Odyssey is the fastest selling Super Mario game ever.
1: And the reviews are incredible. And the game's only been out for what, like two weeks?
0: Um, I think one.
1: Less than that? Oh, no, yes. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It just, I think it's
0: just been out for a week.
1: That's, I've watched a lot of people stream I haven't played it yet, but I've watched a lot of people stream it. And it, the game is visually just breathtaking especially for like a nintendo or a mario game like you don't expect those games to be you know extremely graphical like mm-hmm. you, you don't expect that and you watch it and you're like this is a mario
0: game yeah like, this is crazy i'll talk about it a little bit in the current gaming subcast mm-hmm. but yeah i bought it and i've been playing it and it's really really fun Good. all right news is over we got through it can i go first absolutely cool so you're going to love
1: this, because just to make your night a little bit better, I finally did my time, Robert. Oh, shit! Yeah. So I figured out what was going on with it. It wasn't actually the ROMs, by the way. Um, I was Some people, I read online there were some settings that was wrong with my emulator. Um, and when I got a new one and changed some of the settings, all the ROMs that I had worked. So MGS2, or Metal Gear Solid 2, is actually not that hard to find. You just have to make sure that your uh, emulator is compatible. All right. So, this game uh metal gear solid 2 sons of liberty came out in 2001 for the ps2 yes and this is the first one that i have played by myself um i played the first one a little bit actually a lot of bit with a friend of mine um, i watched him pretty much 100 the game a couple times uh, but i had not seen too much from this or from the <laughs> second one except for some highlights or games oh online. so you
0: didn't really know much about it going in
1: no, and, and here's the here's um here's the first thing I loved about it. The intro that plays at the beginning before you actually enter the game is mm-hmm. so good. It's movie oh, it quality. Is. It's so good. Like I was like, what if, like Lisa came by, she's like, What movie are you watching? I'm like, This game came out sixteen years ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's and awesome. It, What's so what's so great, so I was messing with the settings. I was trying to get it set up. I was trying to get my controller set up. And I had that running for maybe like 15, 12 minutes, something like that, like in that ballpark. And I'm just like enjoying it. Like the, the music is fantastic. The visuals are great. And I love the color tone of the intro. It's just,
0: oh yeah.
1: It, I was like, oh, this game actually is, I'm kind of interested in playing this game purely based off of this. Like this is actually enticing. <laughs> um, so the intro is great. And the music is fantastic, which as soon as I heard the good music at the intro, I had a very high hopes for the music for the rest of the game. And I wasn't let down at all. The music in this game is super good. And it's very um, it's very accurate for the situation. The, the music changes based on the mood. And they did a really good job of creating an atmosphere with the music, especially since this game is 16 years old. The graphics are obviously weaker. So the music really helped it a lot, trying to keep it live. Uh, so the, the, my one complaint, kind of a soft complaint, Is the beginning is very long. The intro is kind of long, and then you have some cutscenes where you're talking through the walkie-talkies, and then you kind of do some very basic tutorial stuff, and then you go back into walkie-talkie. And you can accelerate the walkie-talkie phase to make it go faster. But
0: but what is so crazy? What was what? (laughs) Sound like somebody just like slammed a book down on the ground? Oh no! No, (laughs) I don't know what it was. Definitely not. Okay.
1: Oh, it might. You're you're cutting out a little bit, so it might be a combination of things. Here it is. Um. Yeah. Let me know if I start cutting out, though.
0: Okay. No, so you're
1: good. Uh, the, the so, so, so like I say, the fast
0: past the radio stuff. Why? No, no. No. I'm sorry. You were saying like you can make the text go fast. Oh.
1: Oh. I thought you're. you were implying for me to do it. Oh. Yeah. No, 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 so no. you can accelerate the walkie-talkie phase if you want to by hitting the X button. But what I realized pretty quickly is the dialogue is actually good, uh, especially the humor. Like it, it. What I love about the dialogue is it's not forced. There's not this Filler dialogue, at least so far. Um, There hasn't been a whole lot of filler dialogue. The intro was very brief, very quick. It got you right into the game. And the dialogue's very clever. And the humor's very subtle. It's not in your face. It doesn't feel like a failed translation. It it just... (laughs) It's good. It's very good. And the guy who voices Snake does really good inflection uh, when he needs to. Yeah, he does an excellent job. I was really impressed with, with how good he is at doing that voice. And he doesn't... He doesn't oversell it. He just sounds like you would imagine Snake to sound like. Like, he does a perfect job of it uh what i was gonna say is though the intro is long and though there's a lot of walkie-talking tutorial phases it's very enjoyable the cutscenes are not super long but they're enough to keep you enticed there are the some, there, there
0: are some super long ones aren't there there's the middle here i was trying to remember
1: there's the beginning is very long it's very story driven and that's what i was going to say is it, it doesn't maybe they are long but it doesn't feel like it the okay. story is not overly complicated I, I don't remember the first one at all so it was i i got a it was a little rough getting into it in terms of the story but i feel like they don't over flood you with details or kind of the setting of the story it just kind of gives you hey this is your task for this mission this might be going on these people are here that this is probably bad and then you kind of get dropped into it
0: hold on have you beaten the game no okay
1: not even close
0: okay they will absolutely over flood you with details The story
1: oh, really? oh, gets really?
0: so insanely convoluted that there's basically no way no! to understand. Oh, Really? There's <laughs> yes. no way! No, 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 no. I pro- Like, anybody who's played the game knows exactly what I'm talking about. It is impossible to follow what's going on once you get, really? like, halfway through and then for the whole rest that's, of it. That's really surprising. Like, like it's the, known the... just for being insanely complex to the point that you just can't even comprehend what's happening
1: i i, I use this term they attack untightened it because that's exactly what attack on Titan did they had an amazing base story great concept and they just over complicated it over explained everything and ruined it and that's that's what it sounds like with this which is really disappointing well because- i
0: feel like it doesn't oh, dis- i feel like it's complicated just for the sake of because it's like yeah for to be funny because it's like oh. it becomes so complicated that it's ridiculous and I think that the game realizes that it's just getting out of hand ridiculous and then just keeps going with it anyways just for kind of for fun you know I always That's unfortunate I always get the set like it doesn't bother me because it gets so crazy that it just becomes funny and so like for me I enjoyed that aspect of it where they just just kind of go off into outer space with the with like the logic of what's happening and all the loops and like oh no now this happened now oh but but this happened too but this happened but this happened but this and by the time it gets to you know like the third twist there's just no keeping up with it anymore that's
1: actually very surprising i guess i'll have to see exactly what it does but i'm very surprised that that's where it goes like it just it feels like the setting that they they placed is good and it's going in the right direction i mean it's obviously very simple right now and it's just kind of they've only introduced i think like five or six main characters okay uh, what i would assume uh but actually getting the game so, so i am very frustrated with the controls i was getting very very annoyed oh, yeah. very quickly oh my god man this game is rough <laughs> like i was trying my best like i was actually I, I thought i had like messed up my uh the settings or the, the, the buttons i lined up for the commands on my controller and i was like oh maybe i just like accidentally put the square <laughs> button on two spots or something but i can't tell you how many times i go go to get into combat and i end up crouching down and crawling at the person and i'm like motherfucker and then and then i get up next to a wall and i'm like okay i'll just los him and then fucking i i play i back up against the wall and i'm like no no go after him he's like okay and he lays down on the ground i'm like holy shit dude like what yep yeah so that that is so frustrating because I was like, I really want to play this game very stealthy. I was gonna try and avoid combat as much as possible and get detected. Literally detected like 30 <laughs> seconds because because I accidentally crouched down when I didn't mean to, and then another time I fired my gun and alerted. <laughs> me. And it, it's just it's so frustrating. So I, I played the I put it on easy. Uh, normal is the, the base default or the base uh, setting. Um, I put it on easy, and I can pretty much just run my way through most of the levels so far. I can just oh, run really? my way through it. Yeah, like, I got to, I think every single guard saw me on the way to Olga. Every single <laughs> guard saw me. Like, he, even the ones that hadn't spawned yet knew I was there. Like, yeah, <laughs> I just either beat them till they fell asleep or shot them and put them to sleep. Because you have so many rations, like, you can just sit there to heal and heal and heal, and it's not a problem um olga fight i was i still don't truly understand the mechanic i saw the light and i was like okay maybe if i shoot out the light or something but are you able to get up on her platform i could not manage to get up there
0: no you can't get over to the side that she's okay. on
1: okay yeah i shot out her light and i was like okay maybe that like limits her perception or something i didn't really notice any changes after it i just kind of dueled her out she probably hit me like a hundred times with her gun i hit her like four and killed her
0: like, I was just, <laughs> yeah I, I remember that what, what is the mechanic I don't remember specifically what it does when you shoot the light out. I remember having to do that and all. I played it like so many times. That's so weird. I, but yeah, I don't remember specifically. But that's a pretty I, that's a pretty easy fight where it's like you just gotta kind of shoot her before she shoots you, and then duck out of the way before she can shoot back.
1: My favorite thing is when they did the intermission where she does the fucking cartwheel. Like what? I'm like <laughs> mid, I'm like mid like aiming <laughs> pose, about to about to shoot her, and she like goes to this cutscene of her doing. cartwheel and i'm like oh maybe she's gonna like jump off the edge or something and leave like like, peace out right and then she does the cartwheel and then runs behind a box i'm like what (laughs) (laughs) like that was pointless
0: that's that's metal gear solid (laughs) that's Um, that's the kind of stuff that i love about about those games just like the stupid little like cinematic stuff that's like pointless but funny but you know they do it anyways
1: it really just threw me for a loop like it was actually really funny
0: I love how Uh, when you start the game, it goes through, like you were saying, like a 15-minute cinematic intro, and then you finally get on the boat, and then you take two steps, and then it goes back into, like, a radio call and cinematic. It's like, now you get to play. I was surprised, actually. Do you, um, so how, so where are you now? How far did you get?
1: Uh, I just escaped the boat.
0: You just escaped the boat. So, have you, have you changed characters yet?
1: I didn't know you actually oh, did that. Oh, wow.
0: So you're actually really early on still. Okay.
1: Oh, really? Yes. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Wait, there's two characters. I didn't realize that.
0: Yeah, there's another character that you play as.
1: So, I, I think I'll I think I'm going to continue to play this. I have to play in small doses. Though. The, the the controls really frustrate me. I'm tr- I'm trying to find a setup that I like that is not as frustrating, <laughs> but holy crap, the wall hump and the the ground hump are just so <laughs> inferior.
0: I know exactly just, what you're talking about.
1: Uh, I'm glad because I was just like, "Are you kidding me? This is so frustrating."
0: You, I, I really, really want you to play at least until you play a little bit of the new character because okay, this I can easily real, do that. I just want to hear what you think. I, I think you're like basically there right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah, th-
1: but 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 just to kind of talk about the pause again. So, sure. the, like like I talked about earlier, the music is great and it really supports the the, the visuals. Like it, it really is, and I, I like the sound effects. I love when you die because i died a couple of times i love when you die like that the sound effect of the game over screen and then the guy like shouting your name is just it snake, was really comical snake, snake. <laughs> <laughs> oh i was trying to do oh you're gonna love this oh i, I forgot to talk about this too i, I have it's written down here That's so funny um one of one of the mechanics because i remember something about this game just being ridiculous where you can basically get through most of the quote-unquote puzzles in the game many ways and i got to the part with the plastic explosives where you, there's like there's like an explosive on the ground. If you walk past it, it blows up and kills you. So the first time right. I did I was like, oh, maybe if I just like jump past it, I'll do it. I jumped into it just instantly got blown <laughs> apart. I'm like, oh. And then I was like thinking, I'm like, well, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do here. So I was like, screw it. So I pulled out my cigarette just randomly and I lit it and I was like, oh, shit. I could see the laser beeps, And then I crouched down underneath it. I'm like, this is yep. what you're supposed to do? Like what?
0: Yeah. And a lot of the time, if you get to those little things like that, and it's not 100% clear, you know, how to get past it, if you radio in to the kernel or whatever it is, and then he'll be like, yeah. I wonder what would happen if you tried smoking or you know? oh, <laughs> something okay. like that. So he'll he'll give you clues a lot of the time on stuff like that.
1: That's super cool. Yeah, it, it's it, I like the concept of the game. I, I Like, if the controls were a little bit smoother, I would be 100% on board for this game. Sure. The story is very enticing, and the the, the comedy really glues it together, at least so far. It kind of keeps you. Oh yeah, enticed. that's
0: what I agree. That's that's really what makes the whole series for me. The gameplay is pretty good, but the cinematics and the comedy and all that—that's what. That's what, uh, mm-hmm. that's, what that, that's that's what I love so much about it. So, you kind of like it. You could deal better with I, it. you could do with some better. I, I actually
1: really like it. I think it's a really high quality game. I think. Uh, yeah, the controls are probably the only real frustrating part of it. The story, I don't mind so far. I think maybe once the story gets a little more convoluted, I'll be frustrated by how much they're doing with the story. Maybe, but as of right now, enjoying I'm,
0: it. I'm so glad that you like it so far.
1: That's yeah, cool. It's it's. I mean, it's it's about as good as I expected it to be, to be honest with you.
0: Oh wow! So it's. Like, I didn't think you were going to expect it to be good.
1: Oh yeah, no. I mean, I, I definitely. I mean, I, I trust your judgment. Like, I don't. I don't think you. Dog do games.
0: Or something, but. <laughs> well, so I mean, for some people, some people just it's just not their thing. You know.
1: I could see that, but I don't know. I love the I love the humor. Humor is, is next level.
0: Yeah, it is. I 100 percent agree. Anyway, I I really want to hear if you continue to like it for the after another you know 30 minutes or an hour with it. So uh, anyway, just get to the, at least start playing the next character, and then we'll go and then and then see if you want to play it okay. anymore. All right. Uh, did you play anything else, or is that is that it for you?
1: That's gonna be it.
0: All right. I. Got actually several games we're going to talk. About, I've got to talk about. Wow, but I'm just going to do two and save the others for some other one for next time or whatever. The first one, the main one that I played for this episode, I uh, I finally finished it today. Another game that you might say has questionable controls, although I'd say they're much they're they're well they're better than Metal Gear Solid twos in, in some cases. I played Anamusha. Oh, the first one. I played the first one.
1: Dude, we both play Konami games.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, this is Capcom. You said that last time, too. Oh uh, damn it, I said the same. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> I have it said, stuck in my head. You know what else you said? You said, "Um, oh shit, I didn't realize this was 2006 because you played the second one. But yeah. it was the third one that came out in 2006. The second one came out oh. in like 2003 or four or something like that.
1: Oh, nice. That means I won't won't get charged now. <laughs> yeah. Nice.
0: So I played Anamusha Warlords, PS2, 2001. Thanks to our listener, Jonathan, who sent it to me. And uh, so so you played this, golly, like, what, four or five months ago?
1: I was going to say a little while back, yeah.
0: It was this year, wasn't it, I think?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: And I was like, wow, that sounds actually really interesting. Now I want to play this. and you think? Uh, I thought it was really good. Yeah, good. It is. So Anamusha, if you don't really remember Jay's description of it, or, or if you haven't heard that episode... It is literally just like somebody said take Resident Evil and turn it into a samurai game. It is the controls are the same. The it, I mean it clearly uses the same engine. It's made by the same company. And it's just instead of you know some sort of special forces walking around at a sort of like a mansion with zombies and crazy science experiments going wrong, instead of that it's you are a, a samurai. Walking around this kind of sort of samurai little, what would you call the place that you're in? It's not a village, but it's not. It's kind of like a giant castle, sort of.
1: Yeah, kind of. Yeah, that's that's probably a good way to put. It. Maybe like a kingdom almost. But
0: yeah, but it's just like yeah. one big old building with like a couple other little buildings off on the sides, more or less. So yeah, I guess that's true. Really similar, and it's it's got the tank controls where you press left and right to just rotate your character forward walks wherever whichever direction he's facing backwards of course goes the opposite direction um all of the screens have like cinematic angles so you there's no camera control and it's not that and you're not always you know behind you know over the character shoulder or 2d or anything like that it's just depending on the little section of the area that you're in it's going to be this camera angle or that um there's also a lot of Uh-oh. sorry go on
1: I was gonna say I, I, the one thing that I you know you're, you're kind of t- comparing it to uh, Resident Evil like you know obviously it's some some of the frustrations but I will say this it does translate much better to a melee focused game than it does to the the shooter type game like it, it feels it's still awkward and there's still a lot of frustration with the controls but I feel like it, it's still much smoother than it than it is in the Resident Evil series.
0: Yes, the combat in particular, they yeah. really make it a lot better. Um, the combat so. Like I said, they have the tank controls, which are a little bit awkward, but they managed to make combat, especially like you said, particularly, especially considering it's melee combat 99% of the time, actually pretty good because what you do typically, well, first off, what I noticed is a lot of the time when you are swinging, so most of the time you're swinging swords as opposed to shooting guns. Whereas in Resident Evil, you had to make sure that you were pointing exactly the right direction when you swing your gun. Um, and it's really hard to tell, you know, given this, given the camera angles that you're using, you're you're like always missing either that, or you have to use the knife, and you have to get way too close to the bad guys, and (laughs) you know, mauling you or whatever. In uh, in Onimusha, most of the time you're using a sword, and the it will it seems to kind of auto point you in the if you're kind of facing a guy, but not exactly it'll sort of point you at him to where you're attacking him. It's
1: like sticky targeting or something.
0: Kind of. It's more just like, okay, yeah, oh, you're trying to fight this guy. All right, we're going to, you know, sort of twitch you a little bit, like two inches to this angle so you're actually facing the right direction. But also, when you're swinging and stuff, it's not like you're just swinging in one direct line in front of you. You're usually doing horizontal swings, or at least somewhat horizontal swings to where, even if he's not directly in front of you, you're going to hit him with the sword anyways, because you're swinging sideways. Um, Also, what they do is if you hold down R, then it keeps you facing whatever direction you're facing, no matter what button you press. So when you hold R and you press left and right, then he strafes left and right. Uh, And back and forward, he like scoots back and forward real quick. Now, it's not like uh, like a first person shooter type strafe where he kind of you know gradually moves to the side it's like a quick little dodge type move almost yeah where he still has a sword ready and everything he's not like it's not like a roll move you're not like rolling out of the way but it's like a quick really quick sidestep and the the controls when you're doing that are very responsive so you're not having to stop you know rotate hope you're facing the right direction it's you hold R. And then tap left if you need to jump to, the, if you need to like scoot to the left real fast, tap right if you need to scoot to the right real fast, tap back a few times if you want to back up real fast, and so on and so forth. They did a surprisingly good job with that, given, again, given the type of control scheme that the game is based on, uh, the combat is surprisingly fluid and surprisingly good. And it's good.
1: fun. And it's fun. And you feel epic at times.
0: It is fun because it's it's a little bit button mashy, but, it's also, but it also takes some skill, particularly when you're dodging. I think that's what makes it fun is because it's not overly complicated, but it til- but it still takes, you know, you can't just button mash. Once you're up on top of a guy, you can just start hitting the swing. You can just start hitting the attack button, and just start swinging and attacking him. But especially the bigger ones, once they swing at you, you have to get out of the way or else you're going to get, you're going to get knocked and you're going to get, you know, you're going to lose your HP and you only have limited amount of uh items that you can find that'll refill your HP and all that. So combat is surprisingly good for a game like this. Definitely eons better than, than, than anything resident evil. Well, at least up to agree. resident evil four, definitely better than the, the, the original resident evil games. Um, you also, also like resident evil. You do a lot of going around finding keys or key like items that you use to unlock doors. So, you know, you'll find a red key to open the red door, or sometimes you find, you know, it's basically a key, but it's just not exactly a key. It's like, oh, you gotta put a plate in this door. Oh, you gotta get a sword to put in this little notch that's shaped just like a sword to open this door and that kind of stuff. There are also some where uh, you have to level up your weapons a certain amount to get through the door. It'll have yeah. these little orbs on it. So, so you get, um, three different swords throughout the game. Yep. You get, you get them all pretty early on. One of them is kind of uh, an all around Just sort of like it's it's a strong it's a pretty good sword but it's not especially fast it's not especially strong it's kind of like the in between sword then you get one that is a little bit slower but it does a lot of damage and then you get another one that's like a two sided spear kind of
1: favorite like a it's is it almost is that called a scythe
0: no it's not it's kind it's more like a bow staff with blades on the ends kind of is it
1: not curved like in no chrono crossroads oh I thought it was okay
0: no. And that, that one's, like, where you're just going fast, and it doesn't do a ton of damage, but it, you attack a whole lot faster. And especially if you're surrounded by a bunch of guys, you can...
1: I love that one. You can
0: hit a lot of people with it and turn really quick and hit people behind you, Where as opposed to the, strong, the really strong one where you swing once, and then it takes a second for him to get back up, and you're getting hit by tons of guys in the meantime. Yeah, I liked that one, too. I went back and forth depending on the situation between the really strong one and the really fast one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, actually, I did, too. I, I really liked... Yeah, the red one's the red one's a slow one, right? That does yeah. fire, right? Yep. Yeah, that one was really fun to use at times as well. Mm-hmm. It just does so much freaking damage.
0: And they also each sword also has its own sort of like special ability. You have this meter that you can charge up, and uh, the red one does, like you said, a really strong attack where it where it like hits, it like kind of throws fire in a short burst in a short like line in front of you. And the uh, the green one makes kind of like a miniature tornado all around you, and just hits all the guys. Oh that yeah, are all that's around right. You. And uh, so you and, and you have a meter that fills up, and until it gets below a certain, you can use this, and every time you use it, it goes down a little bit. And then when it gets down below a certain point, you can't use the special abilities anymore. To refill it, you have to absorb souls from the enemies that you kill. Every time you kill an enemy, th- then souls might pop out, and there are three different colors: red, blue, and yellow. <sighs> Uh, the yellow ones refill your health. The blue ones refill your meter to do the special attacks with whatever weapon you have equipped, and the red ones give you basically like XP more or less. It's yeah. stuff that you use yep. to upgrade your weapons, or you can upgrade uh, certain items with them also. Yeah, don't you love that mechanic? Yeah. So, but to but to absorb the souls, you have to hold down circle and wait for them to to get sucked into your gauntlet. And you can't always do that, because especially if there's a lot of bad guys all around, then you can't just, like, stop fighting and then suck the souls in because you're going to get attacked in the meantime. So you got to be... Sometimes you have to might have to, like, retreat a little bit and then suck them in if you're a safe distance. Uh, and sometimes you just have to let them go and just let them kind of, like, fizzle out or, you know, eventually they disappear if you don't suck them up fast enough. Sometimes you just have to do that or else you're going to get attacked. So you got to be careful about the ways that you do that. So every weapon that you have... You can upgrade you can upgrade its strength up to three times and you can upgrade also the type of uh there are certain doors that have they might have a, a blue kind of like orb thing on them and you have to have your for that type of door you have to have your uh your sword upgraded once not the strength of the sword but i forgot like the spirit i think it's what it's called of the sword You have to have that upgraded once, and then you can open doors that have one blue orb. It goes up to three. Some doors have three blue or red or whatever color, you know, red, blue, or green. And if you have to, if you want to get through a door that has three green orbs on it, then you have to upgrade your green sword uh, spirit three times. That's getting upgraded to the second level of either strength or spirit is not that tough but the third one takes a whole lot of xp to do that so yeah exactly so you're constantly upgrading and kind of sort of strategizing on whether you're going to upgrade strength or spirit sometimes you might have to go back and farm a little bit but that's always dangerous because obviously you might lose health but at the same time you might also and it's fun more health (laughs) yeah and it's fun usually to fight the bad guys all of that i think is done uh really pretty well the story is pretty basic it's like a, you're trying yeah, to save it's a princess. Really <laughs> it's, one, it's one of those stories that's that's really just there, so you have some reason to be killing demons and stuff. Yep. You're a Even samurai. though I don't need it in that game. <laughs> yeah. You're a samurai. Uh, some princess has written a letter to you saying basically that she needs help. Uh, something weird is going on. You go to try to save her, and she's been kidnapped by demons who are helping this other samurai clan uh Kind of like come into power or something like that. That's basically all there is to it. At throughout the end, of the, throughout the game, you're just trying to find her and save her. There's also another character with you that you switch to from time to time, and it's a girl who basically like she's a lot there's it's, it's a lot less complicated playing her. She has one weapon, and then you eventually get oh, yeah. one upgrade to her weapon. She doesn't absorb souls or anything like that, and you usually don't play as her for very long. It's like five or ten minutes.
1: It feels two random. Two or three it? times.
0: It's really like I don't quite get the point. Like I said, you play as her two or three times in the whole game for no longer than five or ten minutes each time.
1: Oh, you beat it. Yeah. Oh
0: wow. Yeah, I beat it. Uh, I How did you feel
1: about that boss that I was talking about? The one where you're,
0: which one are you're you? You're t- in
1: that room. The one where you you go in the room and there's like water, and you, you're like, he, I think he's flying, and he the, like dive bombs the, you and you have to hit him. Yeah, yeah. He's in.
0: like it's a it's like the giant. It's like a queen bee, right? Yeah, kind of. That
1: boss is so stupid.
0: I, I didn't hate think that. it was that hard. Really? I think Holy I, crap! I think I beat it on my first try.
1: Dude, I got I literally got stuck at that boss. Maybe I was just way too underleveled leveled or
0: something. Maybe so, but like because. I took a lot of damage, but, you know, it's got the little, like, monsters coming out of the water the whole time. Yeah. They give you a lot of health when you kill them.
1: Yeah. So, I just kept... Oh, but you know what the other thing was? I couldn't grind anymore. Because once you go in there, it, I think there's a save point, like, right before, and you cannot leave to grind after that. I think uh, that might have happen.
0: That may be the case. Because, you know what? I think it... You know what I think it is? I think it is right before you get to that point is one of the times where you switch to the girl.
1: So uh, so okay. you
0: would have saved with her, so you can't go back to the other guy. So yeah, you wouldn't be able to grind.
1: That's crazy. I'm I'm really impressed that you beat it.
0: Yeah, it's that one for me, again, I was probably more leveled than you. It really wasn't that tough because like I said, if you just keep if your health gets low, then you just make sure you keep killing the little guys that are coming out of the water, which you're probably doing anyway, so they don't attack you. Yeah. And they, they give out a lot of the health spirit orbs or whatever it is. So you you suck those in typically you're good to go. I just kept I used the green the green thing, and I think I did have it leveled up all the way at this point. Oh, did uh, you? No, really? I, I take okay. it back. I take it back. Um, jeez, I can't remember now. I may have, but I don't remember. It was either level two or three, but I just kept using that, killing them. Whenever she got close, I would use my uh, my special attack, and then yeah, it was okay. kind of like knock her down. I run up and get a few hits in, and, uh, and then just kind of keep repeating that. And just I had, you know, yeah, that, definitely... that's what I was doing, but she would just outlast me. Hmm, interesting.
1: interesting. I don't know.
0: So uh anyway yeah so the the story pretty weird or pretty just <laughs> just basic simplistic yeah, yeah very simplistic the uh the whole um the whole like just like the whole theme of the game like it's it's just fun being a samurai fighting demons like oh, they did yeah. a good job of just kind of like nailing down one basic like cool premise to go on which is here you're a samurai you're going to be fighting cool demon monsters you get a couple, couple cool weapons that you can level up. Uh, the combat's pretty good, so they kind of like got all the basic parts of the game. So just a, it's just a good game.
1: Yeah, dude, Jill, I, the, I was actually, I thought some of the earlier parts were kind of um, horror themed. Like yeah, early yeah. on, it, it's kind of confusing almost, and at times like you start seeing some of the demons, you're like, "Whoa, this is a little bit scarier than I expected." Yeah, like it, it's interesting,
0: and that's that's another similarity with Resident Evil. It's it's it is i wouldn't call it a horror game but it is definitely it has horror elements elements. a bit horror yeah yeah. horror theme you're fighting you're fighting demons like you said they are a lot of them kind of kind of creepy looking um
1: we're on the same page tonight you realize that i
0: know uh that's that's why i feel it's really somebody said take resident evil turn it into a samurai game yep it's exactly and the story really story
1: perfect. is perfect in my not not perfect in the sense of like it's great but it's just enough to kind of get enticed but they don't try to oversell it or Absolutely. you know they, they realize like okay this is not going to be like the most loved story since twilight obviously, before, but <laughs> it's, it's not like trying to be something it's not like it, it, it does it justice
0: yeah that's a that's a really good point um and uh, did you uh, did you ever play did you get to the did you ever try playing the dark realm
1: yeah, yeah, I love those. Those are so fun.
0: Oh, okay, did you ever? Did you get all the way through?
1: No, um, I got trying to remember. I, I remember it was like really easy, and then all of a sudden it escalated way too quickly,
0: and I got yeah, it It's like the first four or five levels are pretty easy. Then it does like start getting really tough after that. I was able to beat it, but only after I had to stop. Like I tried two or three times, and I could get one or two levels from the very end i think there are 20 different so the dark realm is you can it's an optional area of the game where you can go into and it's kind of like a uh what do you call it like a like a um they're just throwing tons of bad guys at you you go to one level yeah there's a bunch of bad guys you kill them then you can either go back out and exit or go down to the next level and each level gets progressively harder with harder bad guys and all that kind of stuff um, and there are 20 levels in the whole thing. I think I played it two or three times and got to the 18th or the 19th level each time. Oh wow! And then ended up dying, and that's with using all of my medicines.
1: Yeah, that's uh, what I ended up doing, and that, that's why I had to stop. I'm like, okay, I'm wasting too many resources. Yeah,
0: that was part of it also. Uh, and you get even, and you also get some while you're doing it, but it's still mm-hmm. typically not quite enough. And I kept losing it; I couldn't do it. So I stopped and then played a little played another area of the game where it's like this one area that happens to give you not only a bunch of experience but also a bunch of the items that give you more max HP and and magic and stuff like that. So once once I finished that then my guy was stronger and I was able to level up the green and red swords all the way. Once I did that I beat it on my first try. I still oh. had to use I still had to use a bunch of uh a bunch of medicines but uh but it it made a huge difference to have a little bit more hp and have your weapons be much stronger and if you do that what it gives you is this item that you can use close to the end of the game like almost like right before the, la- the final boss basically and you get a super duper strong sword that really helps a whole bunch with the with the final boss so uh, yeah, so Anamusha super awesome game. I I I, th- I was looking forward to playing this. It sounded like a game that I that I would really like. I thought it was gonna be one that's like, yeah, this is really cool, and then eventually I would get tired of it. I really just had a fun time with it. I thought it was uh, I thought it was really good. Obviously, I liked it enough to to play through it all the way. And it, it actually, another say. thing, it really wasn't that long either. But, you know, th- this is not counting my deaths of course because you know when the game the the in-game time you know obviously doesn't track it when you die and you have to start over and all that but i think my final play th- my my final play time was like 5 hours or it was definitely no more than 6
1: wow i think yeah, was, i i got i was pretty far i think it was am i was i not yeah 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 that
0: that boss that you were just talking about is pretty close to the end yeah um so it's really not a very long game. And I like that, too, because I thought it was I also thought it was going to be one where it's like it's really cool. But it just takes so long that I wasn't going to, you know, mm-hmm. have the time or, you know, eventually get tired of it. But especially for a game, this was like when game this was 2001, is that what I said? Yeah. Yeah. This was when games were like a lot of games were starting to get super long just because everybody was like, oh, you get this many hours of, you know, of enjoyment out of your $60 for this game. <laughs> I appreciate that this one isn't super long. It kind of knows when it's time to wrap it up. And uh and it does so. So, Anamusha, this is really I, I, I thought it was I thought I was gonna like it, and I ended up liking it even more than I thought. So Dude, that I'm was, glad. Yeah, that was awesome. Thank you again, Jonathan, for sending it to me.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you very
0: much. I think we're gonna have a long episode, but I do wanna talk very quickly about one more game, otherwise they're just gonna keep piling up. In my back, well, hold on, I gotta take a sip of water. I've actually got a couple here to choose from, and I think I'm gonna go with, uh, this will be pretty quick, Contra 3. Mm. So this is Contra 3, The Alien Wars, for Super Nintendo, came out in 1992. Um, I'm sure everybody, or I'm sure many of our listeners have played this for Super Nintendo. I had played it a little bit. I actually had not played it very much. This is one of the games that I mostly just had played at friends' houses and stuff growing up. Uh, I've been playing it on the on the Super Nintendo Classic a little bit. And this game is freaking hard. Yeah. It is, all, it is ridiculously hard, I would say. To the point where you... Ha- every So if you get hit one time by a bullet, that's your life. So Contra... I'm sure everybody's familiar with it, once again. But it's a just a side-scrolling run-and-gun game. There are so many bullets being shot at you all the time. And uh, one bullet, if you get hit by one bullet, that's one life. You can adjust the number of lives that you start off with. I always crank that up all the way, which is seven. <laughs> and I would still sometimes take all of my lives to get through one level and you get three continues so so you can get hit by bullets 21 times throughout an entire playthrough without getting a final game over that's if you set your settings all the way up for the max number of lives uh the game looks really awesome it's really fun the mechanic it feels really good the controls are super responsive it's fun getting the different types of guns, the, you know, the different types of bullets that that shoot in different ways. Some of them are, like, heat-seeking. Some of them are just a spread. Some of them are lasers that go through uh, that go through bad guys. Some of them are... I think there's also... Oh, yeah, yeah, there's also a flamethrower, which, you know, has limited range, but it does a ton of damage. But it's just so freaking hard because there are <laughs> so many people shooting at you all over the place. And you have to go really slow through the levels, too, because if you just start running... Then there's going to be bullets coming out of nowhere that you that you didn't notice and you don't have time to react or you're going to be in, you know, already jumping in midair and you can't do anything to dodge it. And it's going to hit you. And there's there's one of your lives. Um, the level design, the levels look really cool. The bad guys look cool. The bosses especially look look most of them usually look pretty awesome. But um, it's just so like I got to I want to say the fourth or fifth level. Probably, I you, it probably was not the fifth. I think I got to the fourth level where until and I just couldn't get any farther, just because it's like this game was just even using save states. I was I just basically got stuck on this one level where I was like, this is just too hard. Like if I had played it over and over and over and over again, yeah, I probably could have gotten past it. But it was just to the point where it was just kind of getting ridiculous. It's like, all right, I got the gist of it. Awesome game, way too hard. Um that's what contra 3 is. It does have um, levels where it also switches the perspective. So I think the I think it was the second level is a top down level and I'm sure there are others as well that I just didn't get to where you're walking around and it's the same exact thing. It's you're walking around shooting bad guys, but it's it's a it's a top down perspective, so it's just kind of a different you know, different gameplay mechanics sure. doing that. Uh, kind of like in the first one, in the first Contra game, how the second level was kind of, you were like behind the character as opposed to, you know, it being a side-scroller. Same situation, basically. They just kind of mix it up, which that's also cool. I've heard some complaints about the top-down sections. They don't look fantastic, but they play just fine to me. So I thought it was kind of cool. cool just to, yeah, I thought it was cool. It, it was fun just to kind of have a different, you know, style of game to play for a little bit. Um, oh, it's got a killer box art also. <laughs> the box art on Contra 3, I don't remember if I used this as one of my, uh, I think sadly I may have left it off the last time we did our, uh, like, top bo- games with best box art. Oh, yeah? Contra 3 has some of the best box art, I think, on any Super Nintendo game. Um, it does have co-op, which is fun. And, uh. Oh, I'm sure it's very frustrating. I, I didn't actually end up using it. I'm sure it would be very frustrating.
1: Play through, your daughter.
0: Yeah, that's not good. She's she would not stand for that. I can guarantee she wouldn't have the patience for this. Um, and I really, I think that's really all I have to say about Contra Three.
1: I think really, that's pretty much all you really can say, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a, they the gameplay and everything is great, but it's just too hard. It's just too unforgiving to really be fun for a sustainable period of time. Yeah. So, so you you have played this.
1: Yeah, it's it's been a minute though. Like I, I played what the first or second one recently. I think I talked about it on the podcast even. Um the third one, I think if I remember correctly, I played a decent amount with my older brother. And okay. we are not we are not allowed to play like, co up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't do well together. No, we either I... kill each other and troll each other or <laughs> just yell at each other because one of us is not doing so well.
0: <laughs> yep. That sounds about right. Alright, so there's my mini-review of, uh, of Contra 3, The Alien Wars. I guess it's time for top fives. Yeah. So, originally we said we were going to say, what are the worst ideas you can come up with for DLC for older games? We decided actually to drop that one because after we thought about it, we didn't really think it was going to end up being a very interesting list. So we decided to go with um, top five Game Boy slash Game Boy Color Games. We may have done this list before, I was just thinking. Oh. But I'm not sure. Oh man, sure. that's
1: not gonna be good that's not gonna be good because if we have, I'm probably gonna say some similar answers because there are some games that I love for this console or for these consoles.
0: I meant to look at I meant to go back and kind of flip through some of our old episodes. Um
1: We need to compile that information, by the way. We need to figure out all the top three and the games we've played. I'll but, do one if you do the other.
0: Well you know, at least um it's been a while since we've done it, so yeah. it should be still interesting to talk about, I think. Cool. So I'm not too concerned about it. Uh, but if I had thought about it a little bit more, I probably would have gone with maybe something else. But anyway, regardless, we're here. Top five Game Boy slash Game Boy Color games. That's what our new list is. Number five. Jay, why don't you go first?
1: Uh, number five is Kirby's Dream Land for the original Game Woo! Boy. Um, this was one of the first games I had for this system and man I spent countless hours in playing this game. It is so super fun and obviously it's the first installment of a great series. So just had to be on the list. I, I wish it could be higher but there are some really good types for system or systems.
0: Kirby I iOS I also really loved that growing up. What was did you play did you I'm I'm sure you beat it. Did you just kind of play through the whole game over and over again because that's what I did. Like yeah. I beat oh, it. Yeah, it's not a hard game at all
1: it's so fun though and it feels rewarding even though it's not that hard
0: like, <laughs> it's, you know what i mean that's like so it's a perfect balance and that's kind of what it's kind of sort of proof of how good it is where you can beat it and then be like that was easy but i want to play it again anyways you know yeah. they just there, there of, were a
1: couple games for for in this era for these consoles um that i feel that way about like i played through the same time like one of the other games on my list i've probably 100%ed the game i don't know 6 7 times and Holy it's like a longer shit. game
0: Damn okay, oh I I think I have a guess on what that is, but we'll see. All right, my number five is actually a game that I played maybe this year. It hasn't been much longer than that, if not, which was uh Donkey Kong. Ooh!
1: Oh man, I overlooked this one.
0: Have Entirely. you pl- have you pl- have you played it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Wait, which one are we talking about? The one it's, for Game Boy?
0: Yeah, for Game Boy. It's um it's like a puzzle kind of game, it, not really a puzzle. It's I mean it's a platformer but it's like a puzzle platformer. Okay. Where you are it's not just it starts off just like the original Donkey Kong pretty much and you're just playing levels that are like that but after the first couple levels then it changes to you're you're Mario and you're on you know this level and there's a key somewhere and you kind of have to figure out how you're going to get to this area with the spot where the key is. And it's usually pretty puzzlish. And then you have to figure out how you're going to get the key back, and you gotta kind of go on platforms just the right way and move blocks out of the way and shit like that, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, really, really fun. It's um, it's just uh, it's a game that you can kind of play in little bite sized chunks. You know, and like okay, I'm gonna play one level. It might take you five minutes, five or ten minutes to figure it out, and then you're good. And then you can pause it or or you know save it or do whatever, then come back to it later. It's a really fun game.
1: Yeah, it is. All right, number four. Number four, Wario Land, a.k.a. Super Mario Land 3. I think oh. you just recently played this, did you not, for the podcast? No, I have not. I that's. Oh, okay. I
0: want to play it. I have not gotten to it yet.
1: Gotcha. Uh, this is a very fun game. Uh, this I, I thought I, I thought I had it mistaken. Anyways, uh, this is one of the games that I have replayed multiple times. Uh, it is a very difficult game. Um, this is essentially you play as... Wario, and you're going through these different worlds, and you have to clear all these levels. And if you get a game over, you start back from the very beginning. And it's just oh, so I didn't know punishing. That. For, yeah. <laughs> I
0: did not know that. Yeah. Um, what you may be thinking of is about six months ago, I played Super Mario Land Two, and Wario is the last boss of that game. Okay. Uh, I didn't realize that this one was so hard, though. I still want to play it, but that'll be that'll be interesting. We'll see what happens. Okay, number four for me is Mario's Picross. Um, I don't know this. Do you know what Picross games are? No. Okay, so Picross games. I didn't really discover these until about a year or two ago. It's a puzzle type game where it's not like a puzzle platformer. It's a puzzle. It's just a puzzle game where there's a grid and maybe there's a grid with you know, 10 blocks across and 10 blocks going down. At the very top, over the, um, over the top 10 columns, there will be numbers, and it might say, you know, the first column might have a one and a two and a one, and then the second one might have a 10, and then the third one might have you know, a three and a three. They all have certain numbers. And then going down next to the rows, they also have numbers, it'll be like five, and then zero, and then one and five um and what those are is the numbers are how many blocks in this grid are filled in and you have to match them up you have to say okay so in this row there's going to be three blocks filled in and then if it says like if it says like uh one if it says like so some rows might have five ones for instance and some might have a number five the difference between that is if it says one 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 one, that means there's one block separated by a blank area, and then it means there's five individual blocks that are separated. Whereas if there's a number five, that means there's five blocks in a row that are all that all go together. It's kind of it's really difficult to explain, but once you play it for about five minutes, it becomes pretty clear. Once you fill in everything exactly, then it then it creates a picture. It's like you're, it's like you're, it's almost like you're doing pixel art based on okay, make sure you get the exact number of, uh, you know, make sure you fill this out exactly the way it's supposed to be so that the number of pixels that you fill in match whatever the row says there's supposed to be this number of pixels here, and it also matches the columns that say there's supposed to be this number of pixels in this column. So it's a puzzle game where you basically, it sounds really super complicated, but once you learn kind of the deductive reasoning that goes into play in this, um, they're, they're really very manageable to play. I'm actually playing Mario's Picross currently on Game Boy. I'm gonna—I'll talk about that when I finish it. But I'm having a lot of fun with it, and so—and—and cool. and it's one. That, this is another one where you can pick up, pick it up, and play it for five minutes and then put it down. Yeah. So it's—you don't have to have you know thirty minutes set aside to play it. You just play it whenever you have a few seconds. It's uh its just the same as any other Picross puzzle game. But if you like Picross, then then this kind of just does it for you all right number three i've gone on too long uh
1: number three wario land 2 um this mm. is another one that uh this one i definitely played i want to say the most actually uh, amount of replays i played this for the podcast recently and this is just a very fun game it's a, obviously a mario-esque game but wario has his own sort of um hats you know like you know obviously you have the wingsuit the fireball suit for mario right. but wario has like the horn suit where you can onto the top of buildings you have a dragon head that you can put uh, that, that's a hat that allows you to <laughs> breathe fire that's and, awesome it's a it, really really fun game and the beating the game is super fun but then when you try to 100 the game you have to find all these hard levels these bonus levels and do like some some difficult and kind of puzzle-esque creative things in order to achieve the 100 uh, percent. but it it's a very fun game and i think my little brother and i have 100 percent of this game together probably 10 times
0: okay, very, very is, it, is that the one is that the one you were talking about a minute ago Yeah. Oh, okay, I thought I thought yeah, you were sure. gonna guess something else.
1: That's awesome. So yeah.
0: so th- so this one's better than the first one.
1: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: Okay. My number three is Gargoyles Quest.
1: Interesting. It's... I saw this on one of the lists I was looking
0: at. Oh yeah, it's a really good game. It's been forever since I've played it, so I really don't remember all, like just about any of the details about it. I just remember it being a whole lot of fun and playing it a whole bunch. It's a side-scrolling platformer action-type game. You play as a gargoyle. You, you know, jump around through these levels. You're avoiding spikes and bad guys and that kind of stuff. You can breathe. You you basically, you breathe fire, but it's basically a projectile. It's not like, you know, limited-range fire that goes in front of you. So you're basically shooting fire at bad guys, flying around levels. And it's just, that's pretty much all there is to it. it, is a basic action platformer. That's just, uh, that just happens to be really fun. Also, the music on this game is really, really good. Yeah, you should pull up a video and listen to the music. It's really similar to, uh, Ghosts and Goblins, actually. Oh, in fact, cool. In fact, sometimes you can say, okay, this is actually part of the Ghosts and Goblins song, but, um, but it's not, but then they change enough of the other parts to where it's just not ex- quite exactly the same song. It is its own unique song, but it is, it is real. The, the, the music is really good. Number two.
1: Number two. Uh, that is going to be. Hmm, I'm, trying, I'm still trying to decide if I want to switch these up. I'm going to switch these up. I'm going to say right. number two a Legend of Zelda, Oracle of Ages and Seasons. Uh, I think I played this for the podcast this year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, this is obviously a Zelda part of the Zelda series um, for the Game Boys. There were two that were released one called Oracles, uh, one, one called Season of Oracles, and one called um, Oracle of Ages. I think something like that. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, both games, if you play them, uh, play a little bit differently. They're in the same same universe, uh, but, like, I forget exactly how it works. If it, But depending on which one you're playing, you go through the game a little bit differently. I think it's, like, a different ordering of items or I, I don't remember specifically the, the exact changes. But the game was very fun, and it had a lot of the same elements that, that uh, Link to the Past had for the Game Boy. And it just felt like a newer version of that and it is just very, very enjoyable.
0: So what's so so I'm sorry, so what's the difference between the two then?
1: I believe it's the same it's obviously the same final bad guy and everything, but I believe you go through the same world in a different route and certain things change based gotcha, on the cartridges. Gotcha. I gotta I, I gotta look it up actually.
0: So is it that- So is it worth owning both of them or is it kinda like the differences are so minor that you would just want to really just not have one.
1: You know, let me Google it because I'm trying. Hold on a sec. So I remember, I was just remembering something else too. I have the player's guide. I still read it; once a while. It's a good one. Uh, two extra versions: those who developed versions of the world. Sorry, I'm reading. Yeah, it is two different ones. I thought so. Okay. Um. Is it worth it to buy both? Probably not, um, but luckily mm-hmm. when I played it the first time, I knew somebody who had the opposite one. We we got a different one, and then we just traded when we were done with ours.
0: Gotcha. I never I never played that one. I'd like to play it sometime.
1: It's fun. It's very fun.
0: Alright, my number two is Kirby's Dreamland.
1: got <laughs> Glad to see it's higher on your list. I should have put it higher, man. I,
0: <laughs> I mean, the funny thing is, it's probably not as good as plenty of other games but i just loved it
1: yeah so it did i out.
0: it's just one of those games that just it's just like a fun game to play like we said a minute ago it's not particularly challenging but it like the mechanics and all that are are just fun
1: it it begs for multiple playthroughs like i think yeah it's the
0: best. yeah like you said, I, I played it so many times um even though it's a very easy game to play all right, last one. What's what's your favorite game ever on Game Boy or Game Boy Color?
1: That would have to be the one that I probably dumped the most time into and did multiple playthroughs. I think four out of five of these games, I've done multiple playthroughs. Um, but that is Pokemon Silver and Gold. Um, uh, okay.
0: Similar Wait, that, to... So not, not Red and Blue? Or Red
1: and... No, I have fonder memories of, of Silver and Gold than I do Red and Blue. I played cool. a lot of Red and Blue, cool. a lot of Yellow, um, but I, I definitely played the most of Silver and Gold. And what was really cool is at the time a little brother and I were we were playing the opposites of each other. I played silver, he played gold. And so it was very fun to like talk about, you know, what we were doing and stuff, and, and then ultimately we, we both um had each of the legendary Pokemon because each cartridge only had the one. So you had to trade with somebody to get the other
0: right, one. Right, right, right. Wait, so how did you do that? Did you have to link up the two Game Boys to do that?
1: Yeah, you could do it that way and you could trade something or you could glitch it and duplicate them so that way you don't have to actually give up
0: yours. Oh, you could do that?
1: <laughs> yeah, like basically you set up a trade and then right as the trade is progressi- or progressing, progress. um, you cancel one of them, I think, and then it creates a copy on both accounts.
0: Something like that. <laughs> That's cool. That's funny. Uh, That was
1: around the time of the Pokemon Fax and the Pokemon Camera and <laughs> <laughs> so the Pokemon you- Calculator.
0: Uh, no, I do never not. I'm sorry. That. The
1: Game Boy calculator, Game Boy facts.
0: Game Boy calculator.
1: Yeah, it was like this add-on thing. I'm to remember what it was. They had all those like ridiculous Game Boy add-ons at the time. They had one that was like a big magnifying glass of the light, and they I had one that. that like printed out pictures that you could like. Game Boy color. Add-ons. I do
0: remember the little printer and camera where you could like yeah. take pictures and, and print. Somebody, uh, when there was the eclipse. A couple months ago, somebody took a picture of it with their Game Boy camera. It actually, really? it, it actually looked kind of good. <laughs>
1: That's funny as hell.
0: It is. Um. Yeah, I'm not. I I, I figured there was going to be a Pokemon of some sort on your uh on your list. Yeah. Got to give a shout out now. All right, my number one is Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening.
1: Yeah, I, I this was one of the honor. This is obviously an honorable mention. I. I tried to disclude it because it's just such a good game
0: (laughs) yeah i don't think i ever beat this game but i do remember playing plenty of it and i don't even think it was one of the ones that i played really all that much i know i did play it some but i know i definitely played kirby more even i mean there even like a lot of shitty games i played more like i remember i had the crash test dummies game and i used to play that a whole lot oh really yeah Yeah, um that and Kirby and uh, Fist of the North Star, which is a shitty um, fighting game on uh, on the Game Boy, or at least I th- I think it was pretty shitty. I-, I thought it was cool at the time. Thinking back on it now, I imagine it probably wasn't very good. <laughs> but uh, so I didn't play a ton of this game, but just kind of thinking back on it, I remember it being a super solid Zelda game, and probably probably better than any of the other ones that I've listed. So that's kind of oh. what I'm going with. I-, I think this is probably best, even it's though a, it's a good choice. Really? Pl- okay. So, so okay. So this isn't just off the wall.
1: I don't think so at all. It a- <laughs> it's been a long, been long time, long.
0: right? Same here. Yeah. Most of, like this one and Gargoyles quest also, and even to some extent Kirby's Dreamland. I don't yeah, really this remember a, long remember long a whole like lot about. It. Okay. Cool. I think those ended up pretty well, reg- regardless of whether we've done them before right. or not. We did get one uh, tweeted at us from Chase, Chase the Night Cleaner, I Chase. Think- gave us his list number five metroid 2 <laughs> i've never played that but i'd like to play it eventually sometime number four mario land 2 that was definitely very good that probably would have been my number six number three final fantasy legend 2 number two link's awakening number <laughs> one pokemon blue slash red nice he I also wrote sure. huh
1: I said a little bit of mixture for both our lists.
0: Yeah. He also wrote Boosh at the end of his list, and I don't know what that means or why he wrote that. But there You're it all
1: is. The same these days.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, very good. I think this turned out very well. Uh, for our next top five, tell me what you think about this idea or if you would even be able to do it. I was thinking back on some of the games that I. Played or sort of halfway played for the podcast, maybe like even two or three years ago, but never ended up talking about for one reason or another. Do you have any games like that that you played, but but maybe you got maybe you didn't play very much, or you like played plenty, but then you played something else and just never got a chance to talk about it? Do you um, have no,
1: I games? don't think I have enough. I would have to really think about it because. I had some, but I've tried to go back and play a lot of those games because I write them down and then I try and go back and play them at some point. I might be able to do it. We can can try it. I I should be able to come up with something. What
0: about, do you have any that you started playing and you're like, no, I just can't do it and you just never ended up talking about it? Or did you end up just talking about this?
1: I usually talk, even the bad ones I like talking about because it's just so funny.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, then we'll come up with an idea for the next one um, sometime over the next couple weeks and we'll tweet it out to everybody because I don't know. I don't really have another very good idea for right now. All right, time for emails. Okay, emails. We got a good number of them this time. A lot of last second ones also. Uh, So, thank you very much to everybody who wrote in. This is our favorite part of the podcast, so we certainly appreciate it when you write in. First one comes from Samuel. You want to know what Samuel says or not?
1: Um, all right, I guess.
0: Okay. Samuel says, hey, fellas, I know it's been a minute since the last time I wrote in. Chalk that up to getting a new job and settling in with it.
1: Hey, congrats.
0: Yeah, nice work. Now that things are starting to calm down, I figured I would toss a question at you since I have no shame in copying the other fantastic writers in to this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Very nice. My question this time is there a game series or franchise that you own most or all titles of but have played few or no titles in that series? For example, as of right now, I own every numbered non-MMO Final Fantasy game 1 through 15 except for 12, but I've only ever played four, six, eight, and a little bit of seven. Wow. I also own the entire Saints Row series, uh, but have never played a single game in said series. I guess what I'm really saying is I have a problem and I need help. And by help, I mean, (laughs) I need to play more games, all caps. This is the classic gaming Do you have anything like that? I'm pulling up Steam right now to see. I probably have something like that. No, no console games like that that I can think of.
1: I am very uh, restricted with my money, so not really. Like if I'm gonna buy something, I have to play it. I got you.
0: You know what? <laughs> five Nights at Freddy's maybe is kind of one for, of mine. Well,
1: he said he said a series where I like to have a lot. Oh, do you have a lot? Yeah, of- I've got
0: Five Nights at Freddy's 1 2 3 4 and Sister Location. Wow. And I've only played 1 and I've played 2 for like 10 minutes. Um, I'm just going to scroll through Steam real quick here. I'm sure there are let's see plenty of others.
1: No, I can't contribute to this. I I really am controlled about the games I buy.
0: A lot of mine are from are also from like um Humble Bundles and stuff Humble like blood that. Blood. Yeah. Yeah, I don't jump on those too much. Let me... I'm just kind of skimming through here real quick. I won't spend a ton of time. Okay. I have Avernum, 4, 5, and 6, but I barely even know what that series is. I have Far Cry 1, 2, and 3, and Blood Dragon. And I've only... I have played Far Cry 3. I thought it was pretty good. I don't know if I have any intent in going back and playing 1 and 2. Five Nights at Freddy's is probably the main one. Jennifer... I have... See, this is why Humble Bundles are bad. You end up buying these games that you just don't even know what they are. I have a game series called Geniforge, and I have no fucking clue what it is, but I have Geniforge <laughs> 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5.
1: Oh, yeah, see, you are you are part of the problem, Robert. I am
0: absolutely part of the problem. Um, is there anything else? I have Just Cause 1 and 2. I've never played those. Um, well, I played a little bit of Just Cause 2. Uh, I think that's about it. So yeah, I've got a little bit of that to some extent, Samuel. But um, yeah, that seems like about it. <laughs> Let's see what else does Samuel say. Let me get back here! Oop, hold on. Trying to get back to his email. Where the fuck did his email go? Ah, here we go. Here we go. All right. Also, I wanted to thank you guys for having special guests like SNES Drunk and Gaming J One Thousand One on the show. I've been watching their videos and have been really enjoying their work. It's always great awesome. to find out about content creators you might not have known about otherwise. Cool. Yeah, that's that is I'm really glad that you that you like them. It's always it's 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 funny because when I listen to the podcasts that I listen to, whenever they have a guest on or somebody, you know, whenever they have a guest on, I'm always kind of like, oh, I just want it to be like the normal guys that I'm that I'm used to listening to. I don't want to like these <laughs> new people in here, but I really like having new people on our podcast. And I don't know if we maybe handle it a little bit differently, or if it's just because we happen to f- usually find really good guests. But uh, even though I d- sometimes don't like listening to that on other podcasts, I really enjoy doing it on ours. So uh, yeah, I can agree with that. So yeah, so I'm glad that you've enjoyed it, Samuel, and we do plan on doing that some more in the future. So uh, so keep listening. we're we're planning to do that maybe slightly more often than we have done in the past. Agreed. Samuel says, that's all for now. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Samuel. Second email from Samuel again. (laughs) I'm going to pass this one off to you.
1: Samuel says, normally I wouldn't send a second email but I guess I missed your last recording by one day and I really liked your top five idea for the worst DLC for classic games. So I'm tossing a few choices out there myself. Only doing three, but I have dishonorable mentions as well. Dishonorable mentions, Robert.
0: Very nice.
1: That's awesome. Number three, Pack DLC for Chrono Trigger. Did you like those extra quests near the end of Chrono Trigger that gave you a bunch of awesome story <laughs> moments and items? Guess what? Now you have to pay for them. $5 a piece or 30 for the season pass. Side note, fuck season passes. I agree with that sentiment so much. I love when I see new games come out and they're like, you could buy that. You could pre-order the DLC. Yeah, and do the season pass, and I'm like, that, uh, the game's not even out. Like, what the
0: hell? I that's that's something that we didn't bring up last time. That's a good point. The season pass bullshit. That is a pre-order.
1: Pre-order for pre-order, because a lot of times when I see them, they're for games that haven't come out yet. <laughs> that's so even worse. You're pre-ordering for a game you haven't even played yet for a season pass. <laughs> what?
0: Yeah, that's really uh, getting. <laughs> absurd. Wow, he's got a
1: good list here. Number two, the character packs for Final Fantasy VI. The base game, <laughs> you only get, let's say, Terra, Locke, and Celeste, and every other character costs extra. <laughs> That's Actually, a good one. You can one. beat the game with these three characters, but there's so much story and character development, you'd be ashamed to miss all that because you didn't want to shell out an extra $50 <laughs> for all the other characters. That's good. And number one, Mushroom DLC for Super Mario Brothers. Okay. Oh, you wanted power-ups to the most iconic video game of all time? $10, <laughs> please. Do you imagine how quickly the video game industry would have died had this been a thing?
0: holy shit oh man that's a really good so you have to pay to get to get flowers and mushrooms and stuff is that what you're saying yeah exactly.
1: <laughs> that is super funny um and for my dishonorable mentions i'm including a couple of microtransaction ideas that don't actually fit under the dlc banner but i think they'd be really devious. and i think they kind of do in essence i think we talked about this a little bit um some of yeah them. i think so paying to continue in basically NES, any s any nes game oh, i mean this shit. is basically how arcane games operated which yeah it's true yep, yep. uh but imagine having to pay 25 credits or a dollar to continue or you have to wait eight hours until you get to play again the thought makes me shiver this is why i mm-hmm. hate mobile platform or mo- mobile uh, device platform this is me talking. because um, okay. th- that's what they try to do it's like oh you could fight another battle but that's two gems and two gems converts to 30 cents or something <laughs> anyways And finally, we have loot boxes. Just imagine having to plunk down two bucks to get this chance to unlock the Messamune in Chrono Trigger or five bucks to have a chance at unlocking U2 in Pokemon Red. I'm actually kind of making myself sick right now with these thoughts. (laughs) Anyways, that's (laughs) all. Thanks for reading my rambling, possibly incoherent emails. I don't usually use my brain while preparing to head off to work, but I wanted to send this email off before I forgot all my ideas. Thanks, as always, for the fantastic podcast, Samuel.
0: Awesome. That That was great. That was good. Thank you so much, Samuel. Next one comes in from Ryan. Ryan says, Hello, guys. Hope you have uh, hope you had a great podcast. I won't know until I get to listen, but if it is like the ones before it, it should be fine. I started listening to your podcast a few months ago and have really enjoyed it, so I decided it's time to stop lurking and start participating. Very nice. I, li- I like the way you think, Ryan. Bold. It's bold. Here goes. My DLC top five. Um, exclusive pre-order, number five, exclusive Ugh. pre-order DLC, too many games to name. Uh, it looks like he may have, uh, yeah, it looks like he may have gone with actual DLC that he really hates. Um, let's see, uh, exclu- so ex- exclusive pre-order, only those who commit up, up, who commit up front will be competitive, like many of the FPS genre where you can get exclusive weapons and armor that break the game in your favor. Yeah, that... That is really bad. I 100% agree. Oh yeah, I I forgive it when it's stuff that's purely cosmetic. Even though sure. I still don't, I still wish there were you know were other ways to get it besides pre-ordering. Um, but I again, I tend to go easy on DLC type stuff if it's all cosmetic. I, I give that a lot more leeway if it doesn't actually affect the gameplay. But yeah, when you're getting different weapons and stuff like that, yeah, that's absolute bullshit. Number four. Forcing gamers to pay for content as DLC that should have been in the game. In parentheses, Bingo. <laughs> yes. In this, this I'm just This is number four. I really am looking forward to see what the rest of these are. In parentheses, he wrote. He He writes Street Fighter V. <sniffs> it is obvious that Capcom pushed Street Fighter V out before it was complete. Yep. But they forced gamers to pay sixty dollars for the incomplete game. And then charge 12 to 15 for characters that should have been in the game. Yes, absolutely. That's one of the reasons that I didn't buy Street Fighter V is just because how poorly they handled every aspect of not only the game itself, but the release and releasing it unfinished and doing all all this bullshit where they're charging you for stuff that should just be in the base game. That was terrible. Number three. DLC only available through a specific retailer. In parentheses, Assassin's Creed Origins. GameStop didn't even try to hide that it was screwing gamers on it. They made a commercial flaunting that there is DLC that you could only get if you pre-ordered ACO from them. Yep, again. Uh, Ah,
1: yes, this is is way too true. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I don't think you're going to find anybody who disagrees with you on that. These, These are all good ones. Number two. Day of Release DLC. In parentheses, uh, fire emblem echoes shadows of Valencia. So why is this content that was ready on release day not just put into the game? We all know the answer: money. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a really good point. If you have DLC that's ready on the day of release, that should just that's that's stuff that should be in the game, or at the very least, just in an in a day zero update. Yeah. And number one. Hiding content that is already on the game disc behind a paywall in Prince's Mortal Kombat <laughs> X. Yes. Very nice. I, I This is one of the ones that bothers me the most. You put it on the disc, even. Not only is it already ready um, on day one of release, uh, not only should it have been in the game, but it's already on the fucking disc, but you still have to pay to unlock something that you that is already on the disc that you paid for. He says, I lost count of how many characters they tried to get me to pay for before I ever got to play the dang game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is, that's, I mean, I couldn't agree with this list anymore, basically. He says, keep up up the great work, guys. P.S. Thank you. You don't have to read this part with my gamer tag. Uh, Rayanus is pronounced Rayanus. Rayanus. It's my first name in Latin. Only thing I remember from Latin in sixth grade. (laughs) Alright. Ryan, thank you so much. Okay. We got one from Chase the Night Cleaner. You get to read it. right? Discord is really being uh, weird at the moment. I think
1: it's you. My internet's been pretty good so far and I haven't really had any issues. No, it's like...
0: No, it's pasting... It's pasting things that I pasted to you in the last episode. Oh, what? Yeah, I'm not even joking. I'm not getting anything from you right now. No, no, no. I haven't sent it because when I press the paste button, it's literally typing in a message that I pasted to you on the last episode. Jeez. Let me see if I can work this shit out. If not, um, I might start Skype unless you read it. Let's try this again. Paste. All right, here we go. We got it. Discord is starting to cooperate. All right, here's the first part of it. You ready? Uh up Chase, up how up. I miss you.
1: All right. Chase says, "Hello gentlemen, Chase the night cleaner here. How is your evening treating you?" Uh, amazing. Could not be better, honestly. Oh, this is a good night. Too many reasons. Amazing fight, amazing announcement. Just, just could not be better. And today's Friday. On top of all of it, it's Friday. No work tomorrow. Oh yeah. All right. Lenny so goes on to say, "So about the last contest. Robert, you already know you won due to what I would argue was the most important vote I have ever placed on this show. Oh shit. Your prize shall be heading in the mail within the next few weeks. Chase, that you said, don't have
0: to you don't have to keep sending us stuff by the way. We're super appreciated, but don't feel the need. Don't feel obligated.
1: Yeah, I kind of echo that sentiment. I I definitely do appreciate it, but yeah. Anyways, uh, let's see
0: here.
1: Where was I? Oh, he said, uh, that said, what did everyone agree on as the prize? Was it Dino Crisis or Parasite Eve? Was that my call, or the one before?
0: I don't remember. I'm going to go with Parasite Eve. i am
1: fine with either. Both of them are great games that I'm probably going to play. I played Dino Crisis too. recently. I think
0: he's talking about the one that I win. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is he? If, he, if you're telling me to choose which one I want, I'll take Parasite Eve, but I'm happy with whatever.
1: All right. So then he goes on to say, next up, got myself a Nintendo Switch. Aw, oh, shit. Awesome. says, that is one slick little system. Awesome to see how it works on the TV. And I just pull it out and use it as a handheld.
0: Uh, let me, let me, from, let me, I'm sorry, let me interrupt right here. I, that is still something that amazes me how smoothly that works on the Switch.
1: Yeah. It actually. Because in the commercial, you see it. And yeah. And you're like, oh, there's no way it's going to work that way.
0: Exactly. And then that's literally how it works. You pull it up and it just is right. It just pops up on the screen immediately. Sorry, go on. No, you're good.
1: Um, he says, "Awesome to see work on the TV and just pull it out and use it as a handheld." Being primarily a retro gamer, I don't really care that this thing will never hit 4K adaptability because it it still delivers so much for such a little machine, and it freaking better for the price tag. Right now, I'm playing through Wonder Boy: The Dragon's Trap, which is incredible facelift for one of the best game incredible facelift for one of the best games from the old Sega Master System, and one of my personal favorites from that system. I do recommend it highly if you if you've never played it, but be warned it plays like an unintuitive Metrovania, and there are oh. a few points where I forget to, to, what to do to move forward and had to look things up as a refresh. That I does not that. sound enjoyable. No, to me. <laughs> <laughs> it does not. <laughs>
0: as soon as you read the that description, That's... I was like, oh, I don't want to play this.
1: <laughs> that said, the controls are great, the gameplay is old school fun, and the hand drawn graphics are really sick. If you don't own a Switch, and if you if you don't own a Switch and are looking for a way to play it, it is literally on every other platform with a digital store right now, barring 3DS, I think. Huh. And now for my question of the day. Kind of out there question, uh, but we don't always have a good year. And though 2017 is one of the coolest years in contemporary gaming, there are a few things going on in the world that aren't great. My question is, what is one year that you felt was absolute best for gaming for you? We don't all get to play awesome games as they come out but we all remember our gaming holidays or weekends. Can you remember what year you had the best lineup of games that you actually got to play? Robert, I'll let you go first. Oh, I do
0: actually have an answer for this. Uh, I want to pull... Oh, geez. Hold on. Give me a minute, though. I'll edit this out. I want to pull it up and make sure... I think it was 2001.
1: Hold on. I think mine is 2001 as well, actually. (laughs) 2001
0: <laughs> I wonder if we're thinking well actually I don't know we might not be thinking of the same no hold on oh no it's not 2001 it's 2004 2004 um I remember I specifically remember thinking holy shit these games all came out this year this is amazing 2004 had uh, half-life 2 Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. And Metal Gear Solid Three. Wow! And I just remember at the time thinking, "Holy shit! How how can it? How is this this good? How did all these games come out this year?"
1: That's actually crazy.
0: Yeah, and they were all like, I believe they were all like near the end of the year too. So it was like they all hit at the same time. It's like, holy shit! How is this happening? What 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 do you have in two thousand one?
1: Two thousand one for me um, was the release of the GameCube. Um, I've talked about this system very positively in the last couple of episodes of podcasts we've done, but there are so many titles. and one of the titles in, uh, primarily did not actually come out in 2001, it came out in early 2002, I believe it's Animal Crossing. Um, okay. Animal Crossing and the Super Smash Bros that came out for that system. I have incredibly fond memories of playing. Um, Animal Crossing, again, I've talked about numerous times. Amazing game um, came out before the internet was really just everywhere. And so the game was very fun to explore and obviously it was offline, so you weren't really playing with people. And then Super Smash Brothers, I spent hours and hours and hours either doing the (laughs) single player, the challenge modes, or playing, um, you know, obviously the the PvP style as well.
0: That's awesome. I wish I had played... I I don't... I never had um, a a GameCube. Like, I played a little bit of a GameCube. I played a little GameCube when it came out, but I never owned one, so I never really played much Smash Brothers on that. I've played the Smash Brothers on Wii U quite a bit, but I never played that GameCube one that I know it was like the most famous one. Is that Check it? That is that it? No. Oh, yeah. Is that it for Chase's emo? Oh, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I forgot. Uh, <laughs> this this is going to sound crazy for me, but it, but it was 1993. Because 19, our 1992 Christmas was solid, we got a SNES, and we were able to buy games throughout the new year. That year, I was able to play Super Mario World, Street Fighter II, Final Fantasy IV, Wonders of the YS3, Wonders of the YS three, uh, pilot wings, Super Mario Kart. It was intense. Set a benchmark that I remember to this day. Well, that's it for me, gentlemen. Robert, let me know what you have won, and I can get that thing to you. Keep up the good work and the amazing podcast, and check check you on the next episode. Cheers, chase the night.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good year. Oh, because I was thinking, you know, I bet something around ninety two, ninety three was really good because that was you know around the time of uh, Super Nintendo. So uh, I was thinking that, that was pro- there was probably a good year around there, too, where there were a bunch of awesome games that came out. I think that game that you were working on is, pro- is uh, pronounced Wanderers of S or Ease. Hmm. Typically, it's capital Y, lowercase s. So it's gotcha. like, supposed to be its own word. Uh, but I don't know. I never knew how it was supposed to be pronounced. All right. Next up. Final, final email. Jeffrey Walker. Jeffrey, Jeffrey, Jeffrey. Jeffrey says, "Hello, hey there, gents. I don't have a whole lot to say, but I feel bad when Chase is the only email. Or so I thought. <laughs> so I thought I'd drop <laughs> you a <wish>. line. <laughs> yeah, come on. Who do you think you're talking to? The old Classic Podcast from like a week ago? <laughs> I'm still playing Earthbound right now. Although I did dabble a little with Yoshi's Island, which is a beautiful game, but but I don't love it yet." I think I'm just a goal-oriented platformer and not really into exploration or collecting things. Earthbound continues to be incredible. So easy to see how it could be some people's favorite game. I'm pretty sure it's already top 10 for me. The combat system really improves the further you get into the game. Yeah, I 100% agree with all that. It definitely keeps getting better. And it is... I I absolutely love the game. Jeffrey says... uh, I don't have a top Game Boy games list because I never really liked the Game Boy. Actually, I'm just not big on handheld systems in general, although the Neo Geo Pocket Color was pretty dope and I invested a fair amount of time in a Metal Slug. You know, that's I'm going to have to look into this. If I, I'm going to pull it up just so I don't forget. I really want to... I'm sure it's expensive as hell, but I want to look into the Neo Geo Pocket Color. It's... I'm gonna get I'm gonna get something new for Christmas probably, and it probably won't end up being this. I don't know. It doesn't look like it's all that crazy expensive, but uh, that's one that I hadn't really thought about. But that's 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 an interesting one. I may I may see if I can get the old lady to give me one of those. Well, actually, I'm just gonna break it break up his email for a second. Jay, what are your thoughts? If I can. On 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 me saying, okay, I'm gonna get a a classic console uh for christmas i'm I was thinking one of the more obscure ones, like not crazy obscure, but one of the ones that that everybody knew about but that never really like sold very well, like Atari Jaguar or uh fucking... I
1: assumed you were going to. that's funny
0: <laughs> or something like maybe even Dreamcast, even though I know those are on it those are on completely different levels. the Dreamcast is much better than the Jaguar. But there's, whatever, there's the Jaguar. Um, there's another one along... There's, another, I want to say like 3DO, but there's even something else that I was thinking of that I just can't remember. Jaguar, 3DO, stuff like that. What do you? Anything off the top of your head that you're like, you should get this?
1: Not really. The, I didn't really branch out too far. I stuck to most of the mainstream ones. I'm trying to think if there's any ones that I've heard really good things about, but not really. I mean, most of the people I grew up with were not... So super rich or anything so we Mm -hmm. pretty much we would alternate like i got a ps1 my close friend got an n64 and then Uh he got a a super nintendo like we kind of went back and forth for a little while
0: i got you i was kind of thinking i i'm really stuck on right now maybe jaguar or uh dreamcast again i realize that those are, are, are are on completely different levels i know everyone likes the dream everyone loves the dreamcast much more but Jaguar just just kind of seems sort of special. <laughs> like it was pretty good, but it had a lot of shit <laughs> like didn't end up being that great. I just it seems like a, it would be a really interesting console to, to to own. Anyway, I was just thinking about that recently. I wondered if you had any oh,
1: I I can see that. That's cool.
0: Um, let's see. Uh I never really liked the game. Okay. I was wondering if you guys have ever had certain songs or albums that remind you of games. <clears throat> When I was younger, I used to listen to CDs on repeat while I was playing RPGs. So if there was a new CD that I got or my parents got around the same time as I got a new game, uh, I ended up heavily associating that music with the game. Uh do you have anything? I actually do have I know there have been I, i've I've done the same thing a lot that Jeffrey's that Jeffrey's talking about where I there's one game. And I played it a whole lot and also listened to a certain CD a whole lot with it. So whenever I kind of hear that, I end up sort of associating it with that game. The only one that I can think of right now is not old at all. But I guess about three or four years ago, when I used to play, not like a shitload, but quite a bit of League of Legends, I always listened to uh, David Bowie's Diamond Dogs whenever, (laughs) whenever I played. Because the first couple songs just like got me like kind of amped up. And I'm like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna kick some ass now." So now, whenever <laughs> I listen to that CD, it reminds me of League of Legends.
1: Man, I'm trying to. Th- I know I've had instances where you know, because a lot of people talk about um, auditory cues are great for for triggering memories or nostalgia. Uh-huh. I'm trying to think. I mean, I listen to a lot of the same music I listened to when I was in high school. I'm sure it's very common with a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm trying to think if there's any specific instances i can't think of anything off the top of my head though
0: you know i did listen to also a little bit of uh dubstep when i used to play starcraft 2 oh really yeah <laughs> funny enough uh, i did so... have a
1: couple albums that i that i would play when i was like really pushing ladder in starcraft but i don't remember what they were anymore
0: you don't remember what they were no hmm. it's
1: not coming to mind
0: what about uh did you listen to anything when you played wow
1: yeah, but a lot of, like, recently it's been very atmospheric stuff. Like, nothing nothing crazy either. Gotcha. It's really chill music. All I don't right. know. That's a tough one. Sorry.
0: Let's see. Jeffrey says, um... I, re- I remember my parents getting uh, Third Eye Blind. <laughs> oh,
1: man. I was talking about this.
0: <laughs> Why were you talking about them? I, I remember... The- All um, I remember is the name of that band and that they were alternative band. I don't remember any other songs or anything
1: I, we were talking about something we were talking about yeah exactly alternative like 90s bands and we were talking about <laughs> the bands and somebody mentioned third eye blind and then we listened to it and i was like wait
0: oh, what song shit. did they what song do they have um wait did they have a song about um like clay, like clay jars on. or something like that is that
1: no that's yeah that's um chevelle what's that yeah, what's, that's what's
0: that's, i'm not i don't jars, know jars it's called jars what the third you don't know what third eye blinds? No, say? I, no
1: I listened to one of the albums recently. I've googled the most popular song, uh, top 10 songs. What number one is. Oh, yeah, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> go to uh, 225, you'll know immediately.
0: Go to two, what do you mean, go to 225? The, oh, oh the, did you yeah, piss yeah, me? Are <laughs> <laughs> you? Yeah yeah okay okay. Okay. That song? okay yeah 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 <laughs> holy shit okay that's that's right oh geez that, that's enough of that what was the name of this song um huh. uh... set in my
1: charmed life okay <laughs> yeah i'm sure everybody's gonna be like what oh, that's not a popular song and they're
0: gonna try and go oh this yeah <laughs> what year was that do you know do you have any ideas <laughs> too too long ago no idea okay Okay, this is nineteen ninety seven. All
1: right. Oh.
0: <laughs> thank you, thank you, Jeffrey, for bring, for bringing that up. Uh, so let's see, Third Eye Blind. Right around when I borrow right around when I borrowed Final Fantasy VII from a friend, and those two <laughs> are forever linked in my mind. Oh, I'm so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> That's terrible. Um. <laughs> There's one song called In the Background that thematically reminds me of the relationship between Cloud and Aeris. So whenever I hear that song it brings to mind vivid images of some of the FMV scenes during dramatic Aeris scenes. Oh man. What? <laughs> or even Cla- <laughs> or even Cloud uh, being in the wheelchair with the horrible blocky graphics. There's also some other random ones for me like Vandal Hearts, which Vandal Hearts which kind of sucks. And Dave Matthews... Oh, okay, I thought that was a game. That's a uh, band, apparently. Dave Matthews Band? Did you just say Dave? No, Matthews band? Dave... Oh, okay, oh. Vandal Hearts is the is the game. Okay, I was like... that's. The- I thought that was a game. Vandal Hearts is the game. Dave Matthews Band is the music. Which, fittingly, also <laughs> sucks. Okay. You know, I'm not a huge Dave Matthews Band fan. Like, even in high school, when he was, like, super popular, like, I kind of liked his stuff, but I didn't love it. But I will say I can go back and, do, and listen to Dave Matthews every now and then. I and I and I really do have a respect for his music. I can't. Um, <laughs> you don't. You, you don't. You don't. like Dave. You're not a DMB. I, I, I wasn't a
1: huge fan at the time, and I really like now. I'm just like ugh.
0: <laughs> it's funny because right like now I actually have a lot more patience for it than I used to. Uh, Quake and Bush. Oh. I can actually see that. I can. Yeah, I, so can that, I. That's not that. That's not bad. That's a good. Uh what do you call it? Combo. Yeah. And EVE 6 and the Lunar Games. I think we're going to have to look this up again. What were the yeah, Lunar gonna say, Games? Yeah, I to say, that one's not going to do to me. EVE 6 sounds so familiar. Do you know what the Lunar Games are? Lunar. I feel like this is something that you should know. Okay, it looks like a, uh let's see, Lunar. A series of role playing video games. Um, there's like a shitload of them. Lunar, The Silver Star. Lunar, Eternal Blue. Loomer, Samsuro Gakuin. Loomer, Silver Star Story Complete. Lunar 2, Eternal Blue Complete. Magic School Lunar. Lunar Legend. Lunar Genesis. Lunar, Silver okay. Star Harmony. Okay. S- I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> um. Hold on, I gotta look up Eve Six now, because I know the um name sounds familiar, but I don't I have no clue what this is what it is. Eve. Oh wait a minute. Oh no. Oh no, I think I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Alright, you'll you'll remember this.
1: No, I'm not. No, don't you? No, you didn't to
0: me. Hold on. Go to 102 on this, um, on this.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm good. Yeah, I definitely didn't need that. Oof. Oof. Just a different time and...
0: No, th- dude, this was only... Hold on, wait, wait. What year did this come out?
1: No, this has to be really old. Is it not?
0: Okay, yeah, it was. It was... I, I, I keep getting thrown off because it's got the upload date. But that's different from, obviously, from when the, um... okay. Account. Yeah,
1: nineties, 90s, nineties. 90s. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> well, Jeffrey, I'm sorry. Um Alright, let me let me find my place now. So he played that with what, the Lunar Games? Okay, so <laughs> he played Eve Six in Lunar Games, Quake and Bush, uh Vandal Hearts and Dave Matthews band and Final Fantasy Seven and Third Eye Blind. Just wondering if that ever happened with you guys or if you just listen to the game music and, and have never had that happen. Thanks for reading my stuff. Nice to put it out there into the world and not just pile up like garbage in my brain. Yeah, I have that, but I think mine are less um, painful in retrospect than a lot of <laughs> these were. No offense, to Jeffrey. We love you. And that's going to wrap it up for the emails. Jay do you have anything to talk about in the current gaming subcast
1: yeah a little bit um obviously destiny 2 came out what 10 days ago for pc uh right got it the first day it is it's a fun game it it's nice that it's on pc obviously i'm not interested in getting for console um graphics are amazing the game overall has a cool feeling to it it is definitely a more casual mmo i know that's that's insulting to some people but it really is it's uh do people
0: is it considered an mmo really
1: yeah, it has the basic elements. I
0: thought it was more like Diablo style. Like, getting the... No. No? Okay.
1: I mean, kind of. It's kind of a mixture of both. Because you can, like, zone into worlds and just bump into people.
0: Okay. Or, I
1: don't know. I, I guess I can kind of see that. But game so far, you know, it's obviously at launch. So there's not a whole lot of end game content. Um, I leveled very quickly without even realizing it. Like, I think my total time played is maybe, like, six hours. And I'm, I'm like, very close to max level. 19-some odd something. Um, it's a fun game. It, it, it's very fun to play with other people. There's some really goofy shit that's happened. Um, similar to what I assumed, you know, when, when you play with other people, no matter what you're playing, it's still fun. And this game has enough of it to where it, it, it really is a blast to play in groups. And it's easy enough that you can play with a variety of skill levels, and nobody really minds. Uh, I haven't done PvP yet, and that was because, it was really weird, I queued, and the estimated a queue time was like 55 minutes. I'm like, what the? I'm like, I'm not waiting 55 minutes for a battleground queue, and so I ended up dipping out of that. So I Damn. haven't played yet. Holy shit! Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's like based on maybe it was just my level or something. Like at level six, you know, you you only play against level sixes or something. Maybe that's it. But it was opening week, so I imagined it was going to be like really busy. But huh. regardless, it's um it's a fun game. I'll continue to play it. I'll probably like go through segments where I played a lot and then not play it like every sure. time content comes out. Uh, but it's not like a super. Uh, grindy game there's
0: not like a whole lot of uh, stuff to do so so we were talking this briefly before the podcast and you did not play the first destiny did not um the the thing I, i haven't heard a whole lot about destiny 2 but i remember the uh the thing that i heard the most about destiny 1 is that even though there were a lot of kind of weird like level leveling up stuff that was kind of awkward and grinding stuff what i heard was that the thing that people liked about it was that the actual like shooting felt really good and the combat felt really good what is like what do you like about yeah. destiny 2 is that kind of the case here or is it something else
1: yeah i mean it's not like you know <laughs> being being good at fps this definitely helps but it's not like the end all be all um, the cool thing is there's different classes so you can kind of combo different things and your talent trees aren't very complex and they're essentially like okay you you have three different types of grenades from your talent tree that you can choose from and then you have like three different types of ultimates that you can choose and so you can kind of pick those based on your composition and maybe what like the mission entails. So that kind of had some strategy to it and some teamwork because there's like certain abilities that cause everybody around you to deal bonus damage or heal over time or you know whatever it might be. The ultimate, I'm playing a warlock. The ultimate for that one is it's kind of cool. Uh, if anybody's played League of Legends, you look like Kale. You're like this flying angel with a flaming sword and you just run Athens on people. And when you auto attack, you like throw a image of your sword at people that's on fire and it just deals a bunch of damage. Um, the only downside to it is, like, the ability makes you want to dive into a crowd of enemies, but then when it wears off, you're literally in the middle of a bunch <laughs> of enemies. And I usually just get absolutely punished.
0: So does it really <laughs> give you enough time to get back out?
1: No, it's like, I think it lasts like 10 seconds, <laughs> and the durations increase every time you get a kill, but it goes down so quick.
0: Hmm. That's kind of weird.
1: Yeah, fun game. I'll definitely continue to play it. Um, wouldn't invest too much time into it. I mean, you could probably get to max level and max gear in, like, 15 hours, I would say. Okay ready to go so
0: but pretty good overall yeah it's fun cool well i've been playing super mario odyssey yeah, as we talked about briefly uh super super awesome game i don't feel like i'm far enough in yet to say yeah this is the best mario ever i mean there's some serious competition with super mario world and uh, i mean i guess for me it's really Super Mario World. That's the main one that I'm that I'm like you know I just don't know if this is better because I never played Super Mario Galaxy. I, I hope to in the fairly near future, but I never played that. And I a lot of the more recent ones that I, I haven't played. I did play Super Mario Three D World. I've played a little bit of Super Mario, uh, New Super Mario Wii U or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. But uh, particularly looking at the at mario uh, super mario world and i guess i guess i would say yes it's better than super mario 3 so far i like it better <clears throat> i don't know if i can compare it to world yet so we'll wait and see but <clears throat> man super mario uh, odyssey is just awesome i'm sure everybody who's listening has already heard plenty about it and for <laughs> me it's lives up to everything that i heard about it uh i I'm probably six hours in. I don't know, five or six hours in. Not super far, but I've played a good amount, and I'm absolutely loving it. The thing, it's I didn't. So I stay. I tried to keep this spoiler free going into it as much as I could. So I didn't realize that there was the mechanic where you throw your hat at things and you get to turn into it. And then so the f- oh, okay. so the first not the very first level, but like the first real level that I played. When I saw the Tyrannosaurus, <laughs> I threw my head at it, and I was playing as a Tyrannosaurus. I was like, holy shit, this is fucking awesome. I'm playing as a Tyrannosaurus Rex right now <laughs> in a Mario game. And then just, like, the levels are so cool, and the, they're laid out awesome, and there's plenty of stuff to, like, go around. and There's plenty of hidden things. There's little levels within levels. And then one of the coolest things for me was... I I'll, I won't say this exactly what it is, just in case anybody somehow hasn't had this spoiled yet like i hadn't but you'll know what i'm talking about jay uh on the first level where there's the dinosaur and everything there's a wall and the way that you have to get to the top of it but it's just a flat wall the thing that happens for you to climb that wall do you know what i'm talking about no actually i don't i'm trying to think of...
1: i i've watched it's... a little bit of play through, but i haven't watched like as much Cuphead. Like, I watched a ton of Cuphead, but this, I haven't watched too much yet. I just
0: typed it into our thing. See?
1: Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, Those
0: okay. part, that part of the game, I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. And then, Yeah,
1: it's visually breathtaking, and, and it, it's oh, so funny.
0: That's, yeah, exactly right. And then I was like, please let them do this more throughout the game. Let, let this not just be a one-time thing. And sure enough, they do bring it up. They That particular mechanic comes up pretty frequently throughout the whole entire game. And it is so much fun. This, uh, definitely could be the best Mario game in my opinion. Well, I want to give it some more time and see, but right now it's, it's at least I would say the second best, if not the best. So Nintendo, I feel they knocked it out of the park with Super Mario Odyssey.
1: Yeah. At least so far. I am mean, not even so far. It's it's a great game.
0: Yeah. And uh, that's just about all I've been playing. I have been playing, when I've been able to, a little bit more uh, Europa Universalis. I was talking with Jay about this beforehand. But I'll, I'll wait until I finish my playthrough to uh, talk about that, if, if I'm, if I'm going to talk about it anymore. Because I know I've talked about that plenty on the podcast in this section. In the, really, not so much this year, I guess, but last year I've talked about it a whole lot. So... Probably don't want to hear a whole lot about it, but I'll, I'll I'll have an update for you when my game's done. So I think that wraps it up. Jay, anything that I forgot to say that I need to say?
1: I think we covered everything.
0: My list, at least. This was a good episode. Follow yeah, us. Yeah, I think so
1: too. It was it was pretty long.
0: It was long. Follow us at Class Gamescast. Follow me at King Octavius. Most importantly. Send us emails. Mail at classing... Woo. Let's try this again. Most importantly, send us emails. Jay, what's our email address? Yeah,
1: good luck with that. I don't even know my own email.
0: Come on, you got this.
1: Uh, At classgamescast?
0: Well, that's our Twitter. (laughs) Very close. Email at... No, no. no, Mail. Oh, dang. I was close.
1: At... I was one, one gender off.
0: What's our domain?
1: Classicgamingpodcast.net?
0: Uh, Almost. You're so close.
1: Uh, .org, I
0: know. I'm <laughs> .com. Uh,
1: Everybody's going to be like, why the fuck am I getting so many returned? No domain found? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I I doubt somebody has the .org version of this.
1: True.
0: Uh, and that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Thanks a ton for everybody who wrote in we love reading your emails i hope you enjoyed this episode we will see you guys in two weeks